Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6-NERDS-5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016, which is happening at the Colorado Convention Center, June 14th through the 16th, Father's Day weekend. So dads, take your kids, buy tickets at DenverComicCon.com, and we now have Carrie Fisher also attending Denver Comic Con. So cool. So we have a lot of big people coming this year. Yeah. It's really um, good. You know, Stan Lee's autograph is 100 bucks, and I'm like, man, should I do that? And I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. I would do it too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean... I'm, well, I'm going to have a media pass, days? and I'm going to be like, oh, Mr. Lee, uh, 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 oh, I just happened to bring this Amazing Spider-Man 40 for you to sign. Fingers crossed. We've, we've applied. Yeah, I know. I saw the, um, saw the email. Yeah. And um, I'm going to take this time to apologize to our listeners, because <laughs> you're going to wonder where our episodes are. And after five and a half years, we haven't had a new episode in three weeks, <laughs> yep. James. Hey, no, they're edited. Brad just hasn't put them up yet. But Brad I don't throw, and I don't, James. I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but yeah, it's been a hell of a few weeks. It's uh, interesting because when I talked to Brad, he also pushed the blame on you. So like... Oh, no, no, no. He should put the blame on me. It's okay. my fault up until like Monday of this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they... Y- yes, yes. No, that part is all my fault. Well, we had right. a technical difficulty. That's why I put a picture of Kane Hodder on there choking me. <laughs> <laughs> it, that was a weird... Uh, that was our first uh, Mile High Horror. And oh, yeah, that's right. We went there and... Uh, I said, oh, can I take a picture with you, Mr. Hodder? He's like, yeah, sure. And I didn't know he was going to choke me. Uh, <laughs> and James is like, all right. That's just what he does, to, that's yeah. what he does to everybody who asks for a picture. But uh, he's coming back to uh, Mile High Horror this year. Oh, so good. hopefully, uh He seems like him. a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he is uh, actually pretty nice. There yeah. is, do you know there's like a horror convention coming here called the Stalker Walker Con? No. And it has like Robert England, Freddy Krueger, and mm-hmm. a bunch of people from The Walking Dead. Cool. It's really expensive. No. Like super expensive, huh? Is it like is it like small? Like it's no, it's, it's huge. Like it's, it's at uh, I think it's at the National Western uh, Complex. Oh, okay, it's huge. I just thought like maybe the price is so big because they try to keep it. No, you know, just the cream of the crop of the horror fans. Oh no, they also have just the, the most addicted Cheyenne, Wyoming Comic Cons happening this year. I might go up and check it out. Cheyenne, Wyoming mm-hmm. has their own Comic Con. Yeah, wow. it has like. The guests from like the first year of Denver Comic Con, so oh wow, you know, <laughs> there there were except good for James there. Marsters. Have I told you how great James Marsters smells? Yes, oh my God. Do you know Claire Kramer smells great too? Uh, yeah, all of the Buffyverse people smell. They good. do. I've I've had panels with all of them. <sighs> well, not all of them. Well, I was supposed to do one with um, the dude who plays Xander, but something happened. Yeah, but you didn't have like. <laughs> Remember, he was arrested before Denver Comic Con yeah, last year. <laughs> um, yeah, but we've never had like you know Sarah Michelle Gellar or uh, well, Allison Hannigan. Dude, if Sarah Michelle Gellar was there, I would murder someone to get Whoa, on her panel. Man, I, I, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Is she doing anything like recently? Uh, the Ringer was canceled, so... Um, she's in a new show called Those Who Don't. What's the show for the Grawlers? <laughs> those Who Can't. Those right, Who Can't. Yeah. She's on the first episode of that. Um, we might I, have I think she's working on interview a, with a sequel guys. to we'll The Southland Tales as well. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I found my old Southland Tales you know, poster, I and I was like, this is the shittiest movie. What? 
What? His company where she makes like all natural baking mixes for kids. She oh, make, good. She has a company where she makes all natural baking mixes for kids, like for children to bake. Yeah, like it's like it's like the non-shitty Betty Crocker. What's different? What's the, what's the difference between uh, all natural baking goods and all natural baking goods for kids? Uh, the packaging. Colored shit. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Do I need Do my still... Easy Bake Oven? Yeah, I, was I say, think yeah. I threw that out a while ago. <laughs> Is it all stuff you can bake with a light bulb? Uh, <laughs> you know, we I forgot to mention that I'm Ryan. James is right in front of me. I'm here. We have Zach Eastman on his 26th episode. Woo! Hi, and this Zach. is yeah. our number 239th. I don't know, because we haven't had a couple in a couple weeks. <laughs> and we also have Henry Henny. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. I'm just here. And off <laughs> mic, your <laughs> wife is here, which is why everything got quiet for a second. Yep, yeah. My wife's here, probably say, giving me dirty looks. Say hi. Hi! Oh, I, well, man. Please I, don't wake I, up my I, baby. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Man. My kid's cute. Hey, by the way, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw two, well, most of you saw two movies. Uh, it's Deadpool and mm-hmm. Zoolander 2, so stay tuned until the end of the show and we'll review those movies. Um, and I, I don't know if I'm the greatest uncle of all time or the worst uncle of all time because I took my niece Taylor to see Deadpool, so... Um, you're the worst. No, I'm not. Well, how old is your niece? <laughs> She's 14. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah. It, you know, it's actually yeah, wasn't, that, so bad. It wasn't yeah. that bad. I mean... no. There was like eight year old kids in there, so yeah. yeah I mean, there I, was like, yeah, yeah, there was only like nudity and a lot of violence and gore. Uh, I mean, how and... much nudity was a really uh, enough a good for amount? Nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was enough. I mean, you did uh, see Ryan Reynolds dong hanging, so did you? When did that happen? Briefly, when he got uh, stabbed with the rod iron, and he like was like leaning over. Oh, pretty much throughout all of like the fire scene, you yeah, could, he was oh. hanging dong. Yeah, oh, you can I, see I, it, but it's like tastefully covered in shadow yeah. and stuff. Until like he's that. leaning over, then you see ball sack hanging. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't. See I it. told my wife that he was all scarred up at that point. She's like, "But his abs are still there, right?" And so she didn't care. Did you? They go? were still there. So. She didn't go. Oh, and I was such a dick. I thought my wife didn't work yesterday. Oh, so I took Taylor to see Deadpool like at ten in the morning, and I was on my way back, and I told her, I said, "Hey, uh, Taylor's actually going skiing, so." I'm not going to take her dad's. I'm just going to take her to lunch. And she's like, uh, I'm working today. Aww. So I was going to take her to see Zoolander, but she had to work. Yeah. And I, she probably told me and I wasn't paying attention. So the big question will be whether or not she should have gone to see Deadpool or Zoolander, which will Or how later. to be single. Or, Ooh, uh, how to be single. How to be single. It's without <laughs> one lady comedy of the year. Shades of Grey. Yeah. Dakota. I also Dakota fan. I know. Like, <laughs> what is her? Dakota Johnson. Johnson, yeah. No, she does one. kind of look like her mom, her a young version of her mom. Yeah, doesn't look like John, Don Johnson. No, so. she she seems that seems like the worst Allison Brie movie. Maybe. Did uh, you see well, it, Henry? I've, no, God, no. On the opposite end of the spectrum, is it the best Rebel Wilson movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Pitch Perfects are good. That's oh, true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, was it Rebel Wilson? Was Rebel Wilson in Bridesmaids? No, that was Melissa McCarthy. Well, I thought, like, doesn't, wasn't That's like, the other woman who gets all of her funny from being fat. I thought like uh, she w- played like Kristen Wiig's roommate. Oh, you're right, she did. Yeah, I forgot she is because she's um she's got the it's the twins. Yeah, she's yeah. one of them, and the other one is like a balder. It's the male version of her. Male version of her, yeah, and they're and they're like, you need to go, yeah, yeah. yeah you need to leave. That was like <laughs> it was her and Melissa McCarthy's big year. Like, yeah, huh. Melissa McCarthy had a much better like resurgence but and then rebel wilson yeah. was in pain and gain and then everything went Woo! she was also in the first uh ghost rider movie for Whoa. two seconds Man. really yeah she was an extra she, she got so nicholas cage <laughs> <laughs> 
like I, I watched that. I don't know what three or four months ago, mm-hmm. and he tries too hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, he tries a mess. He doesn't try as um, hard in the sequel. <laughs> or I mean, he tries I, a lot harder in the sequel. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I, I would argue the sequel again. I would argue that uh, the best thing about most of the Nicolas Cage movies he's made in the last eight years is how hard he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, he's starring in this new movie that sounds interesting. It's called Mom and Dad. Uh, I'll just skip to some movie news. Casting's really not news. Oh, okay. But the, the, the idea of the horror movie sounds cool, where it's a virus that only affects parents, and they attack their kids and kill their kids. So, sounds cool. Yeah. Since you're eating some chips, do you want to just go ahead and we'll do news now? And sure, we'll let's do, do Alamo later? Hey, uh, yeah, I don't have it on my phone. Oh, okay. I'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll Between bring now, it up on my phone. We'll see now. Let's do movie news. Yeah, movie right. news. All right, cool. Let's, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a... Do da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. We're a movie podcast. <laughs> uh, let's start about with some with some fun stuff. Did anybody see that new the what I would call the good Superman Batman trailer? I did. Yeah, I did. yeah. This was this is the first trailer I watched where I genuinely I watched this trailer and was like. All right, yeah, I want to see this movie now. That should have been the trailer from the get-go. It should, yeah. All you need to do is you need to cut out the shot where Wonder Woman is in her costume and like leaps or whatever. Like just cut that shit out, and that is a fantastic first trailer. Yeah. Right, because it's introducing the right. We already had a whole movie about Superman. All you needed to do was introduce, hey, Ben Affleck is your Batman. You're, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna have these guys fight. That's gonna be okay too. Hey, Gal Gadot's here for some reason. I wonder why. Blah. And then, like, <laughs> give me some cool action. Yeah, because the the best part of that trailer, I thought, well, there's two parts. Is when the Batman's in the Batmobile and he hits Superman. Yes. And, and it just... breaks, and then he gets out of it. Yeah. And then Superman goes to punch him, and he blocks it. And yeah. Superman's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a penny whistle in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Um, well, I, I think the whole opening se- section with with um, Alfred, like, you know. Plopping him into the floor below so he can punch, jump up and like punch all those dudes and he just wrecks some fools. Like that part was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked that. I like the uh, line. I can't remember it word for word, but it's the line about not dying young. You're too old oh, to die young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lord knows you've tried. Like, I, I loved it. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. just perfect delivery. It's a I cool... think Jeremy Irons is a good casting choice for Absolutely. Alfred. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's the first time that I've watched like a, like, a, a I want to see a Batman movie with those characters now. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about the part with Superman in it, but, you know. Do you know what the best uh, Jeremy Irons line delivery ever is? Uh, is, it, is it from Aragon? No, it's in um, The Lion King. And Simba, little Simba, comes up. He says, hey, Uncle Scar, guess what? And he says, oh, I despise guessing games. <laughs> <laughs> the best line re- reading ever. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to say the monkey's uncle joke, Mm-mm. which I also... It's a great one. Very much enjoy. I thought you were going to say Jeremy Irons breakfast cereal from Family Guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking for marshmallows in the box. You will find none. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Do you want to see the new Cloverfield trailer, too? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, that Super Bowl trailer is fucking fantastic. Did you know the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl? Hey, we'll we'll get to what we're going to watch. (laughs) Hey, James, uh, edit in some Peyton Manning Omaha. 
Uh, no, I'll just edit in some Chris Thiele's song "Oma Hallelujah," which was which is <laughs> even better, fantastic. Even better. Uh, I'm sure Chris Thiele won't mind, right? Why? He's it's all good. Speaking of awesome trailers, we got a. I wish I knew the whole story. I I kind of have, can piece this together, but we got a trailer for Hardcore Henry. Henry, you're on the show. Hi. Um, <laughs> I've been following this movie since like the very beginning. When it was a oh, short good. Film, so. Oh, good. So you can yeah, because there's like there's a video that I've seen for years now yeah, yeah, yeah. that like looks exactly like this and was yeah. amazing. And then I had heard about this movie coming out like. It was in it was in the circuit last year. Yeah, it was in the like but like, printed like I think Toronto or TIFF or something yeah, like that. Yeah, one so. of those, and it made a big splash. And then I hadn't heard anything, and then I got to see the trailer in theaters yeah. today, and I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. So yeah, it's uh, I mean, it started as that short film. I can't remember what the film short film's called. I think it's it's something like Go Fuck Yourself or something like that. Yeah, but, but um, it started as that, and it got a lot of traction there. And so then the filmmakers were like. We could do an entire movie of this. So they started a Kickstarter for it, which was like super successful. Ah. Uh, Then they did the entire award circuit, which I think, I don't know if it won anything, but I know it was really well received. Yeah. It was, it it wasn't like, like, I mean, cause I mean like Room won everything, obviously, but like, it's not, this isn't the kind of thing that's going to win awards, but like, it was pretty, like people said, like, it's pretty impressive what they did and it was pretty well received or whatnot. Um, an audience favorite. Yeah. 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 Um, for those of you listening, basically the entire film is shot in first person. Yeah. Um, and you're a dude named Henry who's some kind of half robot. Yeah. And you're running around killing people violently and j- grabbing grenades out of the air. And, and Charlotte Cop- Copley's it. And Charlotte Copley's yeah. there. And he's <laughs> I, maybe playing multiple characters because at one point you're he's all crazy looking or something. Um, I think he runs into Tim Roth at one point doing yeah. Tim Roth Brooklyn accent. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tim Roth is there being badass. Um yeah, it's an awesome trailer. It, it's yeah. worth checking out. I love uh, the uh, font and the title design. It looks like '80s. Oh, oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually looks like the the um, the title design for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two now. Mm-hmm. Um, now that they've released the images for that, it's. Uh, I know, like it was renamed Hardcore Henry, like literally last week. Oh, really? Yeah. It was for in all the circuits, it was just called Hardcore. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. And I remember, like, I mean, like, I follow like. The, like a lot of bloggers who are like those kind of pretentious watch all the films at film festival kind of people. Yeah. And like, I remember when oh, they read. Oh, you mean the internet? Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> that sub corner of the internet that like hates all blockbusters and only watches like the festival stuff. So right. Like yeah. Brad. Yeah. The yeah. We're, that's where Brad and I hang out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember like they, everyone was super pissed when it was renamed Hardcore Henry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I don't know that it makes. I like it now because I, I like know. it now. Ever since the trailer came out and like the actual design of it on the poster, oh, I think yeah. it looks, I think it's good. Yeah. But a lot of people said like because I mean Hardcore, it's a pretty cool name. I sure. Think. But in like in Henry, in general, is not a cool name. Well, now so. Henry. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I can admit the Henry is. I'm a, I'm no a one's fan. going to be intimidated by a guy named Henry. So <laughs> hello, Henry Fonda. There you go. There All you right. Go. Well, they could have they could have done it, Henry, like because he's half robot, right? Like they could have put periods between them, and had it had to be like H E N R I hardcore H Henry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've I've heard that like it's one of the things like it's more of a technical feat than anything else. Yeah. And so I mean, because I mean, in like the trailer, I'm like, how did you fucking do that? Like. Yeah. I mean, there's that part where, like, he, like, is on top of a car that fa- and then he falls off the car while it's moving, and, right. like, then he grabs another car, and, like, for him, it's all POV. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, like, the only thing I worry about when I was watching the trailer is, like, do you get burnt out from it? Yeah, that's POV? what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've heard in a lot of the trailers, too, is that, like, it's a technical feat, but, like, it, I think it's only, like, an hour and 20 minutes, too, so it's not, like, it's good. 
too long. Oh, but it, do, it is very much like as long as it's entertaining. You know? Yeah. So as yeah. long as it, you don't. I don't know because that's the only thing I worry about when I was watching the trailer because there's that badass scene where he's like punching all those dudes in the circle, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. But then it's, it's sit there for an hour and a half where yeah. it's like a first person shooter. I don't know. We'll see. What I'm curious about is whether or not that whole movie is just filmed with a camera and then they composite in the arms. Yeah. Because so. that would that would be a really easy way to get around a lot yeah. of what's hard about that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe just in some of the fight scenes that are like norm, more normal fight scenes, you actually get some arms in there somehow. But yeah. I don't even know how you would actually film that anyway. So yeah. um, the, yeah, but, e- the easiest thing to probably do is just like, hey, put the camera in some cool places like a dude would be there. Yeah. And it's just composite in some arms and have him punch people in the face. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's there better be a really cool documentary for this. Film oh, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be something, be something yeah. like a making of that's going to be real. I mean, I know they had like a making of for the first one they did. Oh, okay. The short film. That was really, I mean, I think they like custom built like a helmet and that's how they did it. Oh. The short version anyway. Yeah. The short version looks like they did not have anything like right. even close to like the level of what they had in this film. But like, oh, yeah. It would still be interesting to see like how they did it. So, absolutely. I mean, cool. it's, it's I, I mean, my thing is that like it's probably going to be just exhausting to watch. Especially if there's oh, like, yeah. if they're really taking it to like the hard, hardcore no pun intended extreme where like there's like no downtime there's really not a lot of character development it's just fighting for an hour hour and a half which if your main character can't talk which it seems like that's true in the trailer then yeah that's what the movie is yeah like i don't want a scene where two people talk in front of the character about who the character is and why i should care about him yeah like no no his girlfriend's side and it looks like there's a sex scene in it so i'm down that'll be weird Discount Jennifer Lawrence, so. <laughs> Discount. I thought I was the only one who thought, like, oh my god, is that Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, because like in many shots, I'm like, that's like Jennifer Lawrence with blonde hair. <laughs> I love Jennifer Lawrence. She donated two million dollars to Children's Hospital this month or this week. She's cool, a good person. Two million bucks. That's a lot of money. Highest yeah. paid actress from last year. Oh, she should yeah. be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, She's in like a lot of great David O. Russell movies. Oh yeah. Did you see Joy? No. Oh, it's so great. After you told me it's a piece of garbage. Oh, it is. <laughs> Man, better or worse than American Hustle? This is his worst film. Without a doubt. And that's including the film that he took his name off of. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the one that's also uh, the Jake Jake like, Hall? Yeah, the Jake Hall one. Okay. Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy. <laughs> <laughs> David O. Russell's Bubble Boy. <laughs> Speaking of awesome stuff, uh, we're going to get three more Transformers movies in the yeah. next couple of years. Between Boo. now Transformers. and 2019. My Cars turning God. into robots. One, yeah. of, one of them will be a Bumblebee-centric film. Yeah, Bumblebee. Oh. Who can't talk? How, how about, how about, how about, like, it's like Transformers, only there's only one of them, and he can only talk through the radio. James, does God hate me? Uh, no, he loves you because Transformers movies are fucking fun as hell. Oh, <laughs> man. The Mark Wahlberg one is fucking awful. <laughs> it, yeah, the Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I can't the Mark wait Wahlberg for the one where Mark Wahlberg nice. comes back with his kind of maybe Irish, like, <laughs> like son-in-law now. Like, uh, I think the real re- the real thing we can't wait for is we can't wait that we can't believe we found a Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> I want the I want the crossover between um between uh uh oh shit the the bodybuilding movie um, pain and gain, pain and gain. <laughs> I, want, I want the pain and gain characters to show up uh i believe in fitness yeah exactly and, and transformers right <laughs> uh, yeah that anyway. would be that would be a terrible idea <laughs> but Optimus no wait no science. it could be a you know what it could be a good idea but you'd have to you'd have to be it'd be the first r-rated transformers movie but sure. at the same time do get the rock will have him fight Megatron. 
Yes. Just a fist fight. Just do like oh, the yeah. just a oh, fist fight. A rock oh, bottom one. That's how he wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fantastic. Uh, Kevin Smith has got a new show coming out, um, which tentatively is called Geeking Out. It's going to be on AMC. It's going to be like a like a Tonight Show kind of a show where they just have like clips and interviews and different stuff. And he's the cool thing about this to me because honestly, I don't give that many shit about when Kevin he, Smith anymore. When he did. Uh... Talked about his pilot for Hollyweed. I just rolled my eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really didn't. I I everything that Kevin Smith talks about what he's working on, I'm like less interested in. Um, but the uh, are you handing out thin mint? Oh hell yeah! All right, we hold on, everybody. We gotta have a thin mint break. Well, I mean, <sighs> did you hear that about? The, I think it was at Sundance this year. It was the film that's not the film that he made. That got bad reviews at Sundance, but I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. expected at this point. But because um, <laughs> it's Sundance, but um. Another film was at Sundance that was a biopic on the making of Clerks. Yeah. And oh, the shooting g- Clerks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I find interesting about it is that the guy that plays Kevin Smith is older than Kevin Smith is now. Like, he's like 10 years older than Kevin Smith. Oh, wow. He's 54? <laughs> yeah. And he's supposed to be playing 20-something-year-old Kevin yeah, Smith. Yeah, and I'm like, how's years. that work? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Kevin Smith hasn't aged a day in the last 30 years, so it kind of works. <laughs> so those guys, they did what... what what their history is is that they did um you guys have listened to Hollywood Babylon so you guys might have heard this history but they made um Hollywood Babylon the the TV show component where they had like uh like basically turned Ralph and Kevin into superheroes who had to fight Firebush aka Lindsay Lohan and stuff like that okay um, I, I I call that Julianne Moore but I right. know I know nothing about this the, the these guys like so they they're dedicated to fan films and they just decided well, we're going to make this fan film oh, okay, shooting cool. clerks and they got stuff people like Vinnie Pereira and um uh uh Walt Flanagan Kevin Smith all have like little cameos in the movie as oh. different people but I don't I, so it actually played at Sundance yeah, I had no idea that it. Oh, wow, I think it. I think it like I don't know if it like premiered online or, but I know like it was like it might have premiered in quotation marks at Sundance. So hmm. interesting, as like kind of like a small screening kind of thing. Like it, no one was really taking it as like that big of a deal. So mm. okay. So the coolest thing about this news to me though is that the show is co-hosted by Greg Grunberg. Yeah, and I love Greg Grunberg. Who's Greg Grunberg? Greg he's the guy Grunberg. who dies in J.J. Abrams movies and shows. Yeah, he's in all everything J.J. <laughs> Abrams does. Uh, if you saw it, the last Star War, he plays uh, what's his name, Snap or something like. Was that. he he's, the guy that was like, "Here's X-wing. what we're gonna do," like that guy? Maybe he's one of the he's the bearded X-wing pilot. Oh yeah, he's the guy who was on Heroes. He was the guy in Lost That's who was. Uh, he's the pilot. He's the yeah, pilot yeah, in Lost. Yeah, yeah. or the okay. co-pilot in Lost. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I really love Greg Boom, Greg Grunberg. Yep, he's awesome. Um, so I want to watch a show with Greg Grunberg on it. So that seems good to me. Uh, Aaron Sorkin is writing To Kill a Mockingbird as a stage adaptation on Broadway, awesome. which I super want to see. Uh, he's like, ha- like having Aaron Sorkin write Atticus Finch just like oh, that, me, yeah. like kept me up at night. What just if- wanting to, <laughs> just wanting to see that play. Yeah, like, like you know how much you love uh, uh, Atticus Finch. What if he talked a whole lot more? Exactly. <laughs> right? In a Dude, bunch what, of hallways. What if his closing argument at the, in the trial <gasps> is like another 15 minutes? What if it were like a whole episode of West Wing only with Atticus Finch? Oh, oh my gosh. <gasps> oh, oh. Do you think at one point he's going go to stand York? up in the middle of the trial and go walk with me? <laughs> <laughs> the hallway and the stage play will be like the aisles in between the seats. Oh, oh, oh. I would go see that play. Man. We, should, we need to go to New York. We're, I'm going. All right. I would. I would go to New York to see Aaron to, to Sorkin, see Aaron Sorkin to, kill to, to Kill a Mockingbird. I would too. Because he yeah. hasn't done like a stage play in a while. I don't think either. So yeah, that'd just, be like a big, sounds big fantastic. Deal. Yes. He's the only person I would trust with like To Kill a Mockingbird with Harper Bird. Lee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, uh, the very last thing that I've got here is Sylvester Stallone did an interview this week and was like, hey, I don't want to play Rocky anymore. I think that Creed ended Rocky very well, and I think Rocky might be dead. And to that, I say amen. Me too. Yeah, um, it's, I'm glad that he's like kind of going out on a high note. Like, oh, he's yeah. Not, like, it would have been very easy just to come back and do more. Right. I'm going to turn off the Oscars if he doesn't win Best Supporting Actor. Oh, my gosh. It, well, I and mean, I don't watch the Oscars so, anyway. So 20 is minutes really? in is your favorite yeah, decision. The, yeah. Best Supporting Actor is always the first award. Oh, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Then I might do that, too. Maybe I'll, yeah, I usually don't watch them. I usually just have IMDb open and refresh it every 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, but maybe this year I'll, I'll turn them on. And then if he wins, I'll, I will commit to continuing to watch them. See, oh, the God, Oscars are nice. special to me because... But he won't. Uh, when me and my wife got married, we went to, on our honeymoon to Disney World. Oh, that's right. And then at night, on the first day there, we went to the Magic Kingdom. We came back and we watched uh, the Oscars and had dinner. So, Aww. So that's why the Oscars are special to me and my wife. I'm sure she's yeah. working on our, our anniversary, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> when is your anniversary? It's the, uh, 23rd? the 26th. Okay, 26th. Yeah. Which Very is cool. uh, Friday. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's a Friday. Very cool. That's awesome. Out of curiosity, who uh, do you think is going to win Best Supporting Actor? I don't even remember who the other nominees yeah. are, but because Sylvester Stallone's the one who should win, he probably won't. Because so. he's the frontrunner right now. Is he really? Good. Yeah. He should win. I've been following it like since March of last year. So. R- Rylance <laughs> is his only competition. For yeah, I mean, like, or like some people are saying that like Hardy is now just because he hasn't really been up or anything else, so it might be the wild card. That that that's actually a fair assessment. I, um, I wouldn't like deny it. I get if, if then that's the three way split because who else is nominated? It's. Um... I can't remember, but anyway. Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale for The Big Short and right. uh, one it's other person. not the person who should be nominated for Big Short. Yeah. Like, uh, Steve, you... Steve Carell is the best part of that movie. Oh, thank you. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 well, I, I was a big supporter of his for Foxcatcher. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to, but, uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, to have him just... get snubbed this year was kind of sad, but. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's the standard too many people in the cast problem. For yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I don't even know. Like, if you had to nominate a best actor for that movie, I don't know who, who it would be. There is no. Who is the main actor? That, of that, movie? that was the problem with Spotlight. Uh, uh, yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> Margot Robbie. I love. Margot but like, really, Robbie. since like since Jacob Tremblay isn't nominated for best uh, supporting actor, that's which, a travesty. Th- he shouldn't be nominated for best supporting actor. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm okay with any of them winning. So <laughs> right on. <laughs> fuck Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, some poor like six year old boy. Henry's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> the kid who like gave the coolest like thing when he got a picture with Leonardo DiCaprio who, was awesome. Who is this? He was in Room. He played the kid in Room. Oh, okay. Sorry, I haven't seen Room yet. Room's not very good. So <laughs> don't worry about it. Wow. I like I like Brie Larson. Is is Brie Larson? Brie Larson's the best part of that movie, and oh, she okay. should win Best Actress. Oh, okay. But uh, it, fucking ridiculous. People think you should be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think I think Rosie Huntington Whiteley should win Best Actress. <laughs> uh, well, it said Charlie Theron was like the sixth spot for Best Actress. So, <laughs> uh, Splendid's the best. Anyway, that's news. Nice. You know, every week we watch movies. This is the stuff we watched this week. Oh, we got movie signs! This is my boomstick! I love being a turtle! You're getting your wishes, so now! Great Scott! The line must be drawn here! Yeah. Damn you all the hell! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. I'm just jumbling up the podcast this week. Fuck it, right. why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who gives it's a shit? It's fun. Henry, what'd you watch this week? 
Uh, I've been watching a lot of weird shit. Um, cool. Been marathoning through. Wait, through... what's different than you normally watch? <laughs> oh well, you'll see. Um, been marathoning through Super Jail, uh, which is fun. Is that a animated show? Yep, that's it's on the, the one Netflix? that's the most disturbing film you'll ever see. So I okay. love it on Netflix. I know it's on Hulu. Oh, that's okay. why I've been watching it. Um, oh, okay, cool. It has David Wayne and a couple other people on it. It's the most fucked up show you've ever seen. <laughs> really? <laughs> Each episode's only like ten minutes long, but okay. like it's like and it's pretty much made to be watched on LSD. Oh. Um, I don't watch on LSD because I don't really take drugs. But, right. um, it's, it's interesting. I feel like everyone should watch the first episode just because of how fucked up it is. Okay. Definitely not for everyone, but it's a really interesting show. It's on Netflix? Uh, it, I think it's on Hulu. I don't know. It might, oh, Hulu. It's, it's Adult Swim, so I don't know. Okay. It, I think it might be on Adult Swim's website, the first episode anyway. But, yeah. Awesome. Um, I've been watching, uh, Man Seeking Woman. Uh, that one's pretty fun. I don't get... Are the promos for the show really what the show's about? Like the show's he, really weird. When he brings a card on a date or something? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, in one episode, uh, he goes to masturbate and his hand breaks up with him. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a, uh, his ex-girlfriend leaves him for Adolf Hitler, uh, who's 160 <laughs> years old. Um, he go. <laughs> He goes to a club and then ends up going going to the girl's like place to have sex with her, but accidentally leaves his penis in the bathroom of the club and has to call the <laughs> club manager to get his penis out of the toilet. What? Yeah, it's a weird show, but um, it's called Man Seeking Woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm it's FX. It's FX. It's it has a uh, Jay Bacharel as the main guy in it. That's, yeah, that sounds incredible. Uh, Eric Andre's also in it. Huh. Um, it's a really weird show if you're into like that kind of like surrealist, absurdist kind of humor. Yeah. Every episode, it's like, it is pretty creative what they do with it, so. Um, it's that, not like my favorite show, but on FXX, but it's really good, so. That's cool, and I'm gonna let you finish, but I just noticed how cool Ryan's phone cover is. Oh, yeah. You know where I got this? Oh, I got this for $4 at Target in their clearance section. Oh, man. It's, 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 it's Finn <laughs> in a Stormtrooper outfit from Star Wars. Oh, alright. Sorry. Go ahead, Henry. Yeah, that was, uh, Man Seeking Woman. Um, trying to think of what else I watched. Um, watched Puppy On. Uh, Puppy On? Uh, Papillon. Papi- it's a, uh, Papi- Steve McQueen, uh. Oh, right. Papillon. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be French, so. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I really liked it. Um, I had, first time I've seen it. It's surprising because, like, Shawshank Redemption has been, like, my number one film for, like, a while. Yeah. Um, or, and then, like, it kind of went out of, like, wow, cliche. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Way to be IMDb. <laughs> I was 11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's shocking how much, like, Shawshank Redemption totally steals from Papillon. Oh, really? There's so many things where I was like, that scene was in it was in Shawshank when I was watching it. Like, that scene was also in Shawshank when I was watching it. Funny. And maybe it's just, there's only so much you can do with a prison <laughs> movie. Sure. But it's like, Papillon was like, it's one of the best prison films I've probably ever seen. So Cool. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've seen that's worth mentioning. I don't know. I'll chime in if I think of something that's worth mentioning. But um, <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Sounds good. That's why I always tweet what movies I watch or I'll uh-huh. forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, seriously. Zach? Cool. Um, what have I watched this week? Um, my ass growing fatter, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> haven't seen that. <laughs> the drive through You'll window. like it. The drive through scene is hilarious. <laughs> um, no, um, I have you to blame for this. What'd I do? I, you got me back into Walt Disney is what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been going through Disney's animated oeuvre, and, um, so I started with, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, movie? that's a beautiful movie. You've noticed the difference between that and the film they've done, they did before it, which I think was Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. 
Basically, the history was that they lost a lot of money on the uh, the studio. Lost a lot of money at that. Almost period. bankrupted the studio, so they had to cut back resources, and it allowed them to do a more modernist looking film. And One Hundred and One Dalmatians artistically is more modern than any Disney movie made up to that point. Well, Disney hated the look of that film. Oh, I, I, I know they talked about it in the documentary yeah. on that Diamond Edition. Yep. This is the other thing I have to preface it. I bought them all on Blu-ray, and they're nice. all Diamond Editions. Except for, Aren't they amazing? Yeah, except for the last one, which was a signature collection. Um, and they're, they're just incredible access into the Disney archives. Um, the second one I watched was Jungle Book, which nice. I hadn't seen in a long, long Man, time. I haven't either. And I... Phil Harris, if anybody doesn't know who Phil Harris is, he's the voice of Baloo, but he was, he means something else to me is that he was one of the co-stars on Jack Benny's radio program from the 30s and 40s. And um, to hear my version of Phil Harris in my head for over the years has been jive talking, drunken band leader who comes in and uh, shoots pool with his bandmates on Jack's show. And that's like part of his shtick. Mm-hmm. This is a grounded vocal performance oh, yeah. from a wild card of a person mm-hmm. um, through history. And I think it's one of the most iconic voices ever in a cartoon. It, yeah. yeah, and it's one of the iconic – like when we think Disney, you think Phil Harris to a, yeah. to a degree or another because of that little John and um, Aristocrats his, yeah. or his Aristocats character. Um, and uh, the – segment with Louis Prima and uh, Baloo uh, doing scat singing together. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize they recorded those separately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Pretty uh, so he, it was basically Phil Harris responding to what Louis Prima yeah. was doing. So it was just fascinating to watch like some of that stuff. And then um, the third Disney film I watched was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on the signature Blu-ray collection, which Ryan recommended I pick up if I didn't already own it. And it's incredible access. It's if you want to know about Walt Disney and where that studio really got started, you need to pick up this Blu-ray. It is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Oh. The um, There's a tour of their old Hyperion studios before they moved into their Burbank lot. There's a docu- There's two documentaries on the making of the film, one on the Nine Old Men and the people before the Nine Old Men, which the Nine Old Men were the top animators of the uh, Disney studios. And um, also into the voice actors, which is not very – um, credited amongst the Snow White in the Seven Dwarves history, it's kind of the takes the backseat to the visual aesthetic. Um, so all the three films hold up so well, especially Jungle Book. Like yeah. that last shot in the Jungle Book made me cry mm. again. Like I, I, I it's because that was the last thing Disney worked on before he yeah. went and, off. And, and that's he, the last thing he, uh, he did not like the direction of the Jungle Book. And if you, if you've read Gabler's book and. Mm-hmm. The thing you should know about Walt Disney is he strove for perfection so hard that he was so hard on his animators and he was so hard on the people who are doing voice work, so hard on the people that were scoring it. Um, I mean, for Fantasia, he was out of control. Mm-hmm. and But it comes across in the final product and in the Snow White. That's why I was really disappointed with the Signature Series because – when they first announced it, it's like, in his own words, Walt Disney. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to put commentary for Walt over the whole fucking movie? And I was so excited, and I thought they were going to do that, because he also recorded all his, uh, you know, when he met with all the animators and stuff. So I was hoping that he would do it, because he also is known for acting out everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and that, that is the key thing that I was interested in, and I'll have to... 
I'll have to talk to you more about this off air because it can go into a farther discussion. But <laughs> um, the uh, the in his own word words is not a jip, but I wish it was longer. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to hear that archive recording. Yeah, because well, back to Jungle Book is he, they were working on it. He was really sick at the time, mm-hmm. and um, they they so he but he still went to the studio. And he still was working. And he saw it and he's like, guys, this is not working. He said, the most important thing is, is the heart of the movie. What's the heart? You guys got to tell me what makes this movie work is the relationship between Mowgli and Baloo. And you have to fix that relationship or this movie is going to tank. Because originally it was a lot darker. And and a lot closer to the book. A lot closer to the book. Hmm. And he said, it has to end with Mowgli being led, going to the village and Baloo letting him go. That's how it has to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, how to get there is you got to have fun and still have the danger of Shere Khan and stuff. Because if not, you're just going to lose the the movie. And right. um, he's he so his fingerprints are still on that movie, even though he died just before it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's it's a wonderful movie. And it's not even really critically acclaimed. But if you ask anybody, much like Robin Hood, mm-hmm. children love it. And the people who love Disney love those movies. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, it, yeah, it's a great testament to Walt Disney. Because um, he was a hard worker. But when you read that book, it's called Walt Disney, The uh, Triumph of the American Imagination. And then couple it with all the movies you've watched. You have a new appreciation for the man, the movies he made, and how much you busted his ass to make Mickey Mouse cartoons better than the last one. To make Donald Duck better than the last one. I mean, he worked on Snow White for three years, I think it was. Three years and over past $400,000, which at the time was a lot of money. And he, and he, I'll never forget the, the one chapter in the book that really stuck with me is he went to the premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and he noticed that at one scene where the Prince Charming leans over to kiss Snow White, his hand like shakes because it wasn't animated properly. And I guess he like got up and flipped out and he went back to the studio and he trashed all the, um, the reels they already produced and made them reanimate that whole scene and recopy all the film. Jeez. And it cost him something like $10,000 for him to do that. Wow. But that's how much he cared about that project. Wow. So yeah, some people might say he's hard, but he changed animation and he changed the way movies were made. The mm-hmm. further, for the better. Yeah, I absolutely agreed. And, that, believe me, this, There's is, my Disney rant. <laughs> this is the beginning of oh, yeah. my obsession with it because I get I, I, not so much uh, loving it, but just obsessing over like how much perfection there is within this and the oh, craft yeah. of filmmaking. Oh, like, yeah. Fantasia is a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. You can any animated film that Disney was directly involved in is a is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fight anybody on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite is Pinocchio. And because I think Pinocchio is the visually is the most well drawn, most beautiful animated film ever made. Story wise, it's like an episodic thing where he goes from one adventure to the next. Yeah. But again, Walt Disney and Pinocchio, when he got the rights to the book in the original book, he kills Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. And and Walt Disney said, "No way. <laughs> he has to. Jiminy Cricket is the star of this movie, and now Jiminy Cricket is a, a icon in Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you wish upon a star is." The uh, opening that's, logo. That's yeah, it, right? that's Disney. Yeah. That is Disney. You watch the fireworks at Disney. When you wish upon a star, it plays. Yeah. That fucking song is a seventy-five years old. It's, it's seventy-five years old. It's an amazing. It's a. Sh- I fucking love Pinocchio. 
Um, it's weird because my favorite one is the one that I actually one of the ones I watched this week, which was Fun and Fancy Free. Um, it's a package it's a cute, film. It's a cute movie, and it's not. Um, because I only watched one other film this week, so sorry, guys. So I'll get so who cares? Wrap this up quick. Yeah, um, we don't care. Fun and Fancy Free is an interesting story because I imagine it's what if it what if it didn't have Disney directly involved in it. You'd think this mm. is what stoners would come up at with Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> well, the thing because is, the starting point is Jiminy Cricket floating down a boat and mm-hmm. looking at the newspaper, going like, "Gosh, the world sucks today." <laughs> well, he, you know, the thing is with those is because they lost so much money during the war. Yeah. During the war, so they made these uh, package films. Package films where they're you know they're very short, but what they got out of them is I think Mickey and the Beanstalk is one of Mickey's best cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and, and even when you go to uh, Mr. Toad, I think that with uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow is a really great. Oh, it's a uh, that's an excellent double bill. Yeah, it, um, it, there's there, not every one in those little um, combined films are the greatest, mm-hmm. but I still think they're all technically great. Oh yeah, and I was and, and I'm and I'm gonna say why I love Fun and Fancy Free the most is because first segment is Bongo the Bear. That's a good one. And Bongo the Bear, cute little love story about a bear and another bear, and um, although it does have that weird song like "What makes uh, when a bear loves a bear, he can live in." <laughs> Give him a slap. Did you get the Blu-ray of that? Uh, it's on pre-order. I actually ended up renting it off of iTunes. Uh, if you get the Blu-ray, it says it's two movies, but there's three movies on it. Oh, guess because the Reluctant Dragon's also on it. <sighs> So it's totally worth – I think that is one of the most expensive Disney Blu-rays, but you actually get three movies. Because yeah, the bonus feature is The Reluctant Dragon, which is awesome. a great cartoon as well. Oh, God. No, but, I, I'm so excited because these guys never watch Disney, so uh, – What? <laughs> when was, was the last time you watched a Disney movie? Lawyered. Uh, inside Out. Inside yeah, I'm out. talking about classic Disney. Star Wars, motherfucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me um, fun and Fancy Free, though, it – Okay, so after Bongo, basically what happens is Jiminy Cricket opens up a invitation in a child's room, which, like, like it is is so silly. It's like you're invited to a party with Edgar Bergen and um, Luanna Patton, and Luanna Patton was the little girl from Song of the South, and um, uh, where's the blue uh, for that? So dear to my heart, and. They go to the house, and it's Edgar Bergen, who was a ventriloquist in the 40s, who was known for having a radio program, which is already funny to begin with. It'd be like if you guys tried to do a ventriloquism act over a podcast. We so are. be like, how do we know that they're not moving their lips? This whole podcast is actually just one person. It's Ryan. He's just <laughs> yes. throwing his voice in three different ways. And I'm able to talk over and my other voices I make. You're very, very, yeah. You're I'm very you're, accomplished. You're an amazing credit, yeah. The magic of editing. Credit to your race. <laughs> credit to your species. I'm the Jeff Dunham of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I never want to be that. <laughs> take it back, take it back. Um, oh, just less racist. And then the whole movie is, or the whole segment is Mickey and the Beanstalk being um, recreated through the uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy characters mm. with commentary by Bergen and McCarthy and Snurd. Which almost feels like an early form of MST3K. Like the the golden crops suddenly turn to dust. Kerplop. <laughs> I, I, I always uh, love when Mickey's slicing the bean and it's like so thin you can see through it. Yeah. <laughs> see, animation like that is so brilliant. And then there's also um, the... Aww. Uh, we woke up the wee one. Um, He's all right. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, all right. The, the best moment in the film, though, has to be with... They're trying to figure out what the giant might look like. And suddenly the dummy Charlie McCarthy comes up with a pirate hat 
his monocle and a mustache and goes, I'm a giant. No, you're not. You're nothing of the kind. Well, I'm a small giant. <laughs> I'm tougher than 40 men. No, 20 men. No, 10 men. <laughs> um, and, um, the, uh, uh, last film I saw this week was, uh, I watched The Matrix again. Mm. Oh, that's a good movie. That film holds up, but did anybody notice that when Neo goes to work, that computer isn't on? Oh, really? He's not doing anything at work. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> what is he doing? What does he's... he do? <laughs> Whoa, it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's, it's actually a sequel to Office Space. So. That's what I'm yeah. thinking, because like, there's nothing going on there until the phone uh, clicks open and he goes, are you there, Neo? And, like, I'm like, what is he doing at that desk? There's no paper on that desk. <laughs> the computer's not on. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. It didn't make sense to me, but the visuals still held up. I, I got the anthology on Blu-ray, so I oh, got cool. That and the two other films. If you don't and mind me asking, what did it cost you to get a, the full anthology? Thirty-five bucks. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because my roommate was asking today, like, is there a is there a way to get like all three of them in one package that's not like ridiculously expensive? And I'm like, I, yeah, I think you get the stripped down version. I think it's the four favorite films from uh, Warner Brothers, <clears throat> where it's it doesn't have all the special features, but it has all three of the original and the animatrix and i think it's like 25 bucks at uh, uh best buy i think they, they knocked it down to 17 for just the three movies minus the animatrix yeah there's like five different releases of it does it yeah. have the matrix revisited the making of documentary film yes it does oh, okay cool because that's really good that's the best it, matrix sequel. you know that packaging that they put out like in the very beginning of matrix phenomenon on dvd yeah and then they repackaged it for blu-ray and hd that's the one i got oh okay cool yeah so it's got that cool little corner thing or uh, box thing in the middle mm. and what yeah so. i do remember the matrix dvd was the first dvd where i realized what they could do with dvds yeah oh because you, you, yeah you used to be able to follow like the white rabbit or whatever the hell was on screen and... oh yeah that's right yep. man yeah. that remember was, when I, the Kowskis I, were good i used <laughs> and then we got a sex change and it was awful I those were the days way. back when there are brothers it's, it's like one of them <laughs> lost their balls <laughs> the Wachowski brothers and the Wachowski sister. Uh, to be to be fair, their whole career went downhill way before that happened. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just making jokes. Yeah, it has something to do with a vehicle called the Mach Five, and uh, no, as as soon as soon as they had, you'd money, be surprised how many people actually love that film. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I visually, I, I think it's amazing. There's a whole subsection of people I went to film school with who t who still try to convince me that Speed Racer is more amazing than I think it is. Well, like what I think, like the argument is that like. It's a perfect adaptation of the cartoon. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But like that, I don't think that also makes it all that good. Uh, yeah, yeah, just because just, because, you, just because you're perfect in your adaptation does not mean that's you like when people are trying to tell me that the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is going to be good. I'm like, no, it's going to be shit. Well, also, like, I mean, did you guys uh, see the short film that they made of it? Because I was like, you know, that's fine, but like, that's not what the Power Rangers are. Oh yeah, like, no. See, I would disagree that a new Power Power Rangers movie could be cool as long as it's not the Power Rangers, right? Like. The, the difference here being, yeah, Speed Racer, you could make an awesome Speed Racer movie, but it wouldn't be a good adaptation of Speed Racer, yeah. you know? Um, you can, we can all go remake Birth of a Nation. If it's racist, they did it'll be year. a great adaptation. They, they did. Yeah, they did. They did this right. year. Did you, <laughs> no, okay, so they didn't remake it, they just re, they took back the title. Like Randall, yeah. they took it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and it, and, and it, hey, it looks but, badass. Like, but it's a piece the, of shit adaptation. Uh, well, I'm the, just saying, the, if it's not one? if it's not super racist, it's a it's a bad adaptation. Oh okay. no, 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 okay. no! They just reclaimed the they just reclaimed yeah, the title. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, <laughs> it's not an adaptation of the that book, which I'm, I will. Not I'm not utter. like I'm not like chomping at the bit, going like, oh man, I really want to be I want I want a cool Power Rangers movie because it was so cool when I was a kid. 
Yeah, it was cool when I was a kid. No, it wasn't. But he was dog. <laughs> he was he was also dog shit. Like in the same way that you know, um, like what's a food to get? Like when you're a kid, you don't want to eat avocados because they're weird and green. And you're like, ew, guacamole is weird. But guacamole was good the whole time. You were just a dumb kid. It's like that, but in reverse. Mm. Like Power Rangers were always bad. But did I see that movie in theaters? Hell yes, I did. Dragged right. my mother to go see that movie. Two years ago at Denver Comic Con, Power Rangers had a huge resurgence. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's uh, short film came there out, was right? a there was a no. It was this was before that. Yeah, before that they're started. just still super popular. Yeah. So when we were on Podcast Peak, there was a podcast next to us who wanted the freaking Power Ranger panel so bad, and they gave it yeah. to me. I was like, dude, take it. I have no idea what I'm going to talk to him about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can have it. I don't care. He's like, what do you want? Nothing. Uh, I, I want to not do the Power Rangers yeah. panel. You should have just, said, like, just like, thrown out like 50 bucks just to make <laughs> yeah. some money. Like. This been Tell like... you what, the first appearance of the Green Goblin is over there. You can go ahead and get that for me. <laughs> right. It's like one of these, like, like, with Power Rangers, I think it'd be good if they did it like a 21 Jump Street kind of thing where they make fun of how stupid it is. That's what they're doing with Baywatch. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, like, that. in, like, the opening to the, like, original, car- like, uh, TV show... Like, one of the lines is, get me the coolest kids you know. And like, and like, Wait, that's really a line? Yeah, like, it's like, it's like the big guy and the thing. I don't know if it's like, that's the exact line, but it's something like, get me kids. Oh no, it's get me kids with attitude. And something yes. like that. Yeah. No, that's like, it's just like the stupidest line. Sounds about right. I, I may or may not have watched four or five episodes of Power Rangers in the last month. Um, no, I did. I, I totally did. Um, and it's the exact same show it always was. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's a whole new whatever, but, like, even the, the, like, bully, what are their names? Uh, there's, like, a big fat guy and a funny sidekick character who are, like, the, co- you know, comedic relief or whatever. I don't know um, the show. It's the same actor. It's really? The, yes. He's <laughs> Wait, really? Doing, yes, he's been doing the role of Barf or whatever the fuck his name is for 20 years. It's unbelievable. I guess you make money. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I guess you make... A, enough of a living, but it's not like he's making, you know, Jason Statham money. Yeah, he's not. Go- he's not <laughs> oh, if good. Jason Statham was in the Power Rangers TV show, that'd be amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. see it then. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you like count like and casting. It's still, like the Yellow Ranger is still the Asian one, and the Black Rangers. That's... No, usually they, it is. They fixed that. Now <laughs> the Black Ranger is the blue one. But yeah, still. black people, we got your racist stuff figured out. Yeah. Asians, but Asians, take, take a seat. We're uh, we're getting to you. Hollywood's still fucked up, man. Oh, and I anyway. just had a weird vision of Jason Statham playing the robot who goes, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Ooh, that would be great. Ay, 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 ay. I'm picking up that Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if you, like, count, like, I know that you guys usually don't cast, like, casting as, like, news because it gets changed around so much. Yeah. But, like, what's her, Elizabeth Banks was just cast as the main villain for the Power Rangers movie. Oh, uh, Rita Repulsa? Oh, really? They haven't said it's Rita Repulsa. They said she's going to play the villain. They haven't said who the villain it's is. Gotta be, yeah, it's got to be her. It has got to be Rita Repulsa because, like, yeah. first of all, like, That'd be pretty good casting. Like, yeah. I, I can see that definitely. Right, because she already played that character in the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it also goes like, please don't be serious. Please don't be the Hunger Games of like. Oh no, it's going to be. They're gonna. They're, it's gonna be bad. <sighs> it's gonna be bad. Cool. No, James, what'd you watch this week? I'm tired of talking about Great. Power Rangers. It gives me a fucking headache. <laughs> I, I watched. I watched a football game. Me too. Go Broncos. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. That was a fun. That was a fun thing to watch. I've yeah. watched now two football games this year. Wow. Uh, what's the next one I get to watch? Uh, the Broncos don't play again until September. So. This is the worst show. Why? <laughs> why do people put up with this? This is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the Avalanche. Which yeah, it was good. Um, the the commercials were not great, but I don't, uh, yeah, that Civil War trailer was awesome. Uh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. I kept, I was so hoping Spider-Man would show up when they started doing like the teams, you know? know because they added superheroes to that shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh, they're Black Panther. Here comes Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The, Spider-Man. the Vision's in there now and Ant-Man's in there now. Black Panther. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think was, Black Panther was No, but he was part of the, uh, the, the, he was part of Team Captain America, Team Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, from Whose what I've side heard, are you on? I yeah. love that slogan. Yeah. From what I've heard, I don't think they're allowed to have Spider-Man in the ads. Yeah. I think oh, it's, like, really? part of the contract. They can't. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, they can't show Spider- I don't know when they can show him. Yeah. My guess is just before the movie comes out. Probably. I would like it if they just didn't show him at all. Oh, yeah. And then they'd oh, yeah. get surprised, like, <laughs> Here's the thing. is yeah. I, We have to wait two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big Come deal. Come on. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, I also remember in the trailer though when Tony puts on the sunglasses and he takes a shot in the face with yeah. the gun. Oh man, I can't wait for the movie. I'm so glad you said with a gun. Um, <laughs> I'm more, working through Downton Abbey right now, but I'm not done yet. Are they uh, still drinking tea? Uh, no, they haven't drank tea for. Oh no, I guess there was some tea today. They discovered coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a, <laughs> coffee and biscuits. There was there was a little bit of tea. No, uh, Edith Edith's business. And they said, and you thought the Americans were rebels. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's great. Though Lily James not in season six because she gets married at the end of season five and left the show. And um, did uh, Cinderella and Pride and Prejudice oh, and yeah, Zombies. Yeah, she was super busy, so she couldn't be in season six. But I think she's coming back. Um, her character might be pregnant. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Z, Z, Z. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, if that's like the I, most climactic moment of that show, no, it's some character being pregnant, that's uh, kind of oh, sad. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, there, there, right now, there's a really good subplot about like the way feminism is changing in England at that time and, like, women running their own businesses. and Usually shit. what I've, like, cool. heard, someone once told me, like, they watched both, like, they watched that show and they said, it's basically Game of Thrones but without any dragons in it. So I kind of gave up on that show. <laughs> no! Not at all! No, it's Game of Thrones, only there's... They, the characters are fleshed out and don't, that like, the characters are allowed to live long enough that you can give a damn about them. Are there tits in dragons? Um, no, there's no tits. I, I mean, there's women... It. Um, yeah, I don't want to see, but they're Maggie. all very, very fully What's the last clothes. Name? Maggie, Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith tits. I don't want to see those. Uh, no, no, I know they're just all they're all very close. Don't check into the Marigold Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that, That's horrible. That was a good joke. I'm, I'm sorry, mom. You don't want to visit uh, the lady in the van. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little obscure. Uh, it came out uh, this no, year. No, that was good. Uh, anyway, um, after seeing Zoolander last night, I went home and promptly put in. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, because nice. I was like, I, I need to watch that movie. It's awesome. Yeah, that movie's it's still really good. Um, and, and well written. Ah, we'll get into it later, but man, the incredible, if you want a movie about a really dumb guy in a silly industry, uh, who has to find his way and then, you know, maybe learn a lesson, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone is a fantastic film. Anyway. That's what I watched this week. Ryan, how about you? Um, I saw a few things. I, I want to talk about, I, when I was in high school, Adam Sandler was in movies such as Big Daddy and, um, Little Nicky. And, um, I've always been a huge Adam Sandler fan. And this week he played a live show in Denver. Oh, very cool. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. With, uh, David Spade, Norm MacDonald, uh, Tim Meadows and Rob Schneider was like the MC. That sounds awesome. And I, I mean, they announced it two Did weeks ago, and it literally was like last uh, this Thursday. And it's only a ten city tour there, or a ten show tour. They did one in Denver, Portland, and Las Vegas, and LA are the only places they're doing them. And uh, 
And so, you know, Rob Schneider is whatever. He's, I still don't think he's that funny. I was going to say, did he say his funny line? Oh, you can boo eat Denver. Yeah, he did it. And, uh, <laughs> I he was, thought it was making copies. <laughs> no, he was all right. Um, Tim Meadows was great. Uh, Norm MacDonald killed it. He was talking, I think he was totally drunk, but he's still funny. And he was talking about, uh, killing yourself. He's like, yeah, you know, and, you know, you want to kill yourself and you go down to the, to the rope shop and, and, uh, and, and, and the store right next to it is the rickety old stool store. <laughs> Convenient. It just, he's so weird, yeah, but he's, he's really he's funny. He's very dry. And... Um, but he, uh, he did this cool thing where he, at the end, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard you guys won the Super Bowl. And so he said, I went up and down your mall here and he bought a Super Bowl hat. And he had all the guys sign it, and he threw it out, and he also threw out a signed Peyton Manning jersey. He's like, there's a Peyton Manning jersey with comedian signatures on it. <laughs> and, um, he left. David Spade was really funny. Um, and then Adam Sandler was awesome. He, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen him do stand-up, but he is uh, very unusual when he does stand-up. He kind of comes out, and he plays this uh, this character where he's like, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm Adam Sandler, and, um, you know, I... Uh, I just got into Denver, and you know, I just want people to know I'm a normal guy. And um, so he always talks really quiet and slow, and he always has these really weird punchlines. And then he goes into songs, and he's been doing it his his whole career. If you watched old Saturday Night Live, uh, one of my favorite bits he ever did was when you're too poor to afford a Halloween costume. And he's like, and then you can be like, uh, roll your newspaper up and use it as a unicorn horn. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a crazy cat with a unicorn made out of a new magazine. <laughs> Give me some candy. Uh, that's, that's like his stand-up bit where he just does his goofy stuff and sings. Um, and he was really good and really funny. Uh, he, like, he, he just, and he basically was just talking about his wife and, uh, and he would always have these goofy little songs about it. Who's uh, he married to? Uh, this lady named Jackie. She's in kind of in all his movies, but she uh, runs his production company, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, and I got this – I me and uh, – well, there's a story behind this, too. I went to buy a ticket. I only bought one. And when I was on Access's website, it said my transaction didn't go through. So I was like, fuck. So I went back. I'm like, there better be another fucking ticket. And I went through, and there was one, and I got it. And then I went and checked my emails. Well, I got two tickets. So I emailed them. I was like, hey, you know, your website crashed, and they, I got two tickets. I only need one. They said, oh, we don't give refunds. So I, so I asked my friend Joe. I was like, hey, you want to sit on opposite sides of the arena and go see Adam Sandler? And he said, yeah. <laughs> um, but on my side, it was fun because I'm such an Adam Sandler fan. When I was sitting there, I was actually right next to, like, a stage door. It's a really bad seat. If you saw a play at the Belco and you had this seat, you'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Um but I was sitting there and all his like buddies were coming in and out. I'm like, Oh, I know Alan Culvert. And I don't know his name, but he's a dude in, uh, <laughs> the water boy with a cross eyes. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, there's that big guy from the water boy, but they're all part of his production company. Huh. Uh, but anyways, uh, the point is, uh, my rambling is he did this new song about Chris Farley that fucking made me cry hmm. that he was talking about how funny he was and how much he misses him. And it was beautiful. Cause at the end, like the end of the song, he talks about, about, uh, or singing said, and if you get really loud, maybe Chris can hear us from upstairs. And the place went fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really beautiful. And, and, and Adam Sam even took like a step back. It was really, really nice. Um, so I think it's going to be on Netflix because it was Netflix pre- presents Adam Sandler and friends. So, oh, cool. So maybe you get a chance to see it. It was, it was really good. Um, as far as movies, uh, I, watched uh the league of extraordinary gentlemen um and that movie's a fucking mess <laughs> um, 
Here's the I'm thing. I'm so excited. Here's the thing. Is a movie almost, almost as fun? Yes. Almost. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it suffers really bad from early 2000 um, one-liner-itis. Yep. Where Sean Connery does not have to be a one-liner guy. Sean, basically, League of Story New Gentlemen is – the idea is great. It's like a superhero team of literary characters – uh, like, uh, Connery's Alan Quartermain, who's a, he's not even a superhero, he's just a great hunter. Yeah. Um, you know, well, Dorian Gray's yeah. in it. Um, Tom Sawyer, I always thought it should be Billy the Kid, but whatever. Um, yeah, Tom Sawyer was added. Tom Sawyer's not in the original. No, he's not. That Mina Harker, who is a vampire now. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Harker's wife from Dracula. Right. Anybody? Okay. Um, the Invisible Man. Um, it was my copy of, of the League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. I know. Uh, so <laughs> here's the thing: is the writing in it is really bad. Yep. Because uh, I'll give you some examples, and, and then there's like some uh, consistency issues. The thing is, is the movie I think is actually directed very well. I think some of the special effects actually hold up really well. Some of them do not. Some of them look awful. <laughs> um, Mr. Hyde is not good. It's so bad. Uh, because and then Super Hyde is awful. Oh yeah, that's bad. Uh, it, it, but you can see the limitation. I mean, it's from 2003, yeah. and they're trying to do things that they just can't do yet. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, the story is is they're trying to stop the Phantom from. I don't even know what is he doing in it. He's he's trying to he's trying to like take over start the world a, or start, start a, a war, war with. That's right. He's trying to start a war. He's trying to start World War Two. Yeah, it's so or con- World War One. Yeah, it's so con- World War One. It's so convoluted yes. that I can't make it out. Um, but, you know, Sean Connery is on screen and he's almost fun. He's yeah. almost there. Yeah. But he does have some great one-liners in it and he's... He's got that good speech where they're standing on top of the submarine and he's talking to Tom Sawyer about yeah. some shit. Yeah, that's great until it gets all too over-sentimental or, uh, Tom Sawyer, who's not a good actor, said, so yeah. is this what you used to teach your son? And that's how it ends because he just walks away because he want to talk about his son. This <laughs> is stupid. Um, That's so true. But here's 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 my biggest issue with the film. So the guy who plays the Invisible Man, yes, shows up, and the effects in this Invisible Man are not as good as the Invisible Man from eighty years ago. <laughs> he like so his wow. his thing is is he it's true? It's true. And so he shows up, and the the scene is so bad because it's saying, "Oh, let me introduce you to the Invisible Man." Let me introduce you to Mina Harker. And they all come from, like, behind a bookshelf. Yeah, it's basically the last scene from in, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They're like, they come in the door and they do jazz hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you need Captain Nemo? Yeah. Um, and so, anyways, so the Invisible Man is putting, like, clown paint on his face or white makeup. And, uh, like this? Uh, so he's putting white makeup on his face. And so, at the beginning of the scene... He's, you know, just smearing it on, so it just kind of covers a little bit of his face. And it's a CG shot. And it's a CG shot. But then the next time you see him outside, his face is completely white. I don't know when he did now it. It's an, well, now it's an actor with white makeup. Exactly. I don't know when he did it, but for some reason, there's like a whole section of this movie cut out. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? And then, they, so they go to meet Dorian Gray, who doesn't want to be in the group, and Tom Sawyer just shows up. Uh, and And... Well, because we've got too much exposition yeah, at this and, point. And Dorian Gray. At some point, you just need the characters to arrive yeah. and decide. Exactly. I'm so going on an adventure with you. Here's the thing: they're at Dorian Gray's house. Yep. And then all of a sudden, 
in Dorian Gray's library, all the bad guys show up with guns. Yeah. And they point them at the heroes. And the Phantom comes out and starts... To be fair, it's not for some reason. The bad guys are there for a reason. Eventually they are. But here's the thing, is the scene still doesn't work. I agree. So they show up, and the Phantom's going, Ooh, you guys are so stupid. This is why I'm smart. <laughs> um, He's played by Cartman. Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, he is. And then Tom Sawyer is dressed up as one of the bad guys, who no one invited him, but for some reason he knows to be at Dorian Gray's house to... From America. From America. And here's the thing. And so they're uh, they're going, and they say, We don't have room on the team for anybody else. And Sean Connery says, We can have one more. And so it's Tom Sawyer. And then the next shot is them leaving Dorian Gray's house and they're outside. And they go, and they, so, uh, then Sean Connery says, Oh, we need to go get one more guy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need more guys. You just said that you don't have room on the team for one more. So not only did you pick up one more, but now you're going to go get another guy. Who's the other guy? Mr. Hyde. Oh, so, right. But the scene's not bad because the scene's actually pretty cool when they're running through London and they're, on the rooftop? Yeah, yeah they're shooting cool. to, like, trap, hide, and capture them. Yeah. But then the rest of the movie sucks. It just doesn't hold up well. Yeah, and that, the whole the whole driving sequence in Venice is horrible. Yeah. Um, but there's potential. There's a part, even... Um, so my argument here is that the potential of how cool the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen could be makes it better than Spawn. It is better than Spawn. All right. Because at least, <sighs> even though it has botched or sewn together scenes. Yes. It's not like Spawn where it's like, oh, no, no, Violator's driving a septic truck. <laughs> it's full of shit. What? <laughs> Fuck you, Todd McFarlane. And, <laughs> and I mean, there's even a great scene where, uh, spoilers, uh, Quartermain gets stabbed in the back and he's dying and he's telling yeah. Tom Sawyer, he says, take your time, take your time because yeah. the Phantom's running away and he has to, and he, on the top of the submarine, he missed from 500 yards. Yeah. And he wasn't listening to Quartermain. He's like, take your time. Take your time. And then, you know, it gets quiet and he shoots and he shoots the Phantom. And then you look back and Quartermain's already dead. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, his last word was he's parting on this kid that, you know, the wisdom he wanted to part on his son who died. And, oh, it's so great. And then they have this stupid thing where he's coming back to life at the end. I don't know. It's well, fucking stupid. That's part of the actual legend of Alan Quartermain is like this whole thing that – Yeah, I know. It's die. still stupid. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, they wanted they, they wanted a franchise, man. That yeah. And, but the I, I also think that it, it's the not the the reveal is not cool, but who the villain actually is in the end, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, except you know, there's a part two where Quartermain's chasing him, and he randomly goes into a cemetery, and the Phantom's there, and the what the fuck is he doing in the cemetery? Dude, the Phantom's just there. Yeah, it's just this and is where the Phantom goes, said, man. I know what happened to your son. Okay, he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Why I put this bullet in your head? Um, I think the I think that the house in in Africa blowing up is cool. Yeah, it's all right. It's a big house and it blows up. The wrong quarter mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie's not good. No, it, if it, you want to hold on to it for a while, no, you can. I'm good. The special features are actually pretty good on it. I'll, I'll give yeah. you the, like yeah. It's I was gonna listen. Blu-ray. I was gonna watch it one more time and listen to the commentary, but I couldn't. <laughs> um, I also watched Dope. Oh yeah, uh, dope was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad you like. Cause I was worried that like you might not like. It. No, like, it's it's fun. It's about these kids. Uh, the, it takes place now, but they're stuck in the '90s. They love '90s hip hop, and uh, they get caught up in this drug deal, and they have to find a way to get rid of the drugs and stuff. And they, I like it because the kids in it are smart. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's not the stereotypical um, like stupid, stupid kind of high school uh, kids yeah, trying to solve a problem. Yeah, and you know, and I like that it's against that. 
the main character is African American and he doesn't want to be part of the gangs. He doesn't want to be part of violence. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he wants to get by by being smart, even when he goes and sees his teacher. And I forget what his essay is. It was like something uh, like why Ice Cube. It was Cube. the philosophy of the good day. Yeah. Ice, philosophy, of Ice Cube's the good day. <laughs> yeah. The philosophy of the good day by Ice Cube. And he said, this isn't going to get you to Harvard. And he says, well, what, why would I write every, something everybody else already writes? It's a really cool movie. Huh. Um, the performances are really good in it. Yeah. Uh, the main kid was just cast as like the lead in an upcoming Netflix original TV yeah, show. Yeah. And as well. he, he'll be cool. good. He's really yeah. good in it. So yeah. I, I was stoked because I wanted to see it for the longest time. And I think you get it on Netflix now for free. Yeah. But it was on, Amazon uh, two last week for six mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'll get it. Um, and when it's Amazon Prime, it shows free shipping. So I paid six bucks for it, and it's nice. totally worth it. Um, and, and they're they're in a punk band, so they're really against cat uh, typecasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't know how to party. It's it's a really funny movie. Cool. Um, it's really well done. Yeah. It's interesting with the all of the songs they do. Like I was really because there was one song that they were like really campaigned to be nominated for the Oscars best original song, mm-hmm. which was the w- song at the very end. Yeah. And. Uh, but, like, it's interesting because I didn't know. I looked it up afterwards. All of the songs were written by, like, Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, I only knew that because I, I read a, about it uh, when it was really being hyped. Was it in the yeah, – yeah. uh, uh, I think it was Independent Circuit's last yeah, year. Yeah, it premiered at Sundance. Yeah. And then, like, it kind of, like, got, like a, like, a wide release, like, around the same time as uh, – Because I remember reading an article where instead of the – I mean, Forrest Whitaker gets an uncredited role as the narrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were talking about how – um, they should focus more on the kids because, you know, they're really pushing out that, you know, it's dr- yeah. produced by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Pharrell Williams is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the music guy. Yeah. And they said, well, the kids in it are really Yeah, the good. three main kids are, like, really oh, great. yeah, they're great. Uh, and I, I love the scene where they're running away from the drug dealers. Yeah. And they're tracking them on this phone. And they think they found them on this bus. And the kids just stuck the phone in, like, the bus window. Yeah. So they got away. It's pretty fun. It's it's very much – it's, like, it's almost like an adventure film. It like, is. It like, is. Like, uh – and it's also like, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot I really like about it. The uh, main girl who plays like the lesbian in it, yeah. she's going to be one of the main characters in Neighbors 2. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, no, it's it's a really fun movie. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. Uh, you can't go wrong. The, I, so, the only complaint that I've heard from some people has that the ending is a bit too heavy handed. I didn't think so. I thought like the ending I liked a lot. Yeah, I, I, could, I can see it go either way. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't bother me yeah. at all. It didn't like pull me out or anything like that. No, but, no, 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 not at but, all. Yeah. It's, I mean, I would definitely check it out. So, especially like if you like 90s hip hop or like, oh, yeah. It's like, it's a very, very accurate of like today's high school people. I oh, yeah. Say. Yeah. I mean, there's that one scene where the kids want to beat him up for his shoes and stuff. And yeah. It's, it's, it's sad because these kids go to the certain school and, um, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, cool. I also watched, uh, The Gift, uh, Ooh. Joel Egerton's oh, yeah. The Gift, and it was really good. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Because, it takes you back to like '90s thrillers. Yeah, where you're going, oh man, this guy is crazy, or is he crazy? Yeah. And Bateman in it is amazing. It's so it's great. Let me yep. say, it's like Bateman's like best performance he's had in oh, years, dude. if not ever. Because he's yeah. so against type in this movie. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, like it's 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 certainly his best dramatic role. Yeah. The the scene where he's meets uh him after his trivia thing. Where he's gonna go there to apologize, mm-hmm. and oh, he's you know yeah. taking shots, and he <sighs> can't think of much of a loser. Uh, he is doing the trivia thing, and he goes back, and he's at his like mini. Have you seen it? I haven't seen oh, it. He's at, back oh, at his minivan, so uh, Joel Egerton's character, and he's saying, "I'm here to fucking apologize to you," and he's only doing it because his wife it makes, makes him, him. And 
right then is where you start to learn how much of an asshole yeah. Jason Bateman's character is. You actually is. get to watch him turn in that watch scene. Watch him. It's I forgot so how good that scene is, like, yeah. until like, you said it. Like, and he, like, pushes him down and, like, kicks all his shit over. Yeah. He's like, if you come back to me, I'll fucking kill you. And he's, like, pushing his head into the ground. Like, it's, oh, like, the God. most realistic bullying scene oh, I've ever yeah. seen, right? Like, because yeah. every time you see that in, like, a high school movie, you just... Yeah. Roll your eyes so hard. But he's so... And here's a scene where they do it so well. And it just goes so dark because, you know, through the whole... I think that's about three quarters of the way into the movie. Yeah. yeah. Through the whole movie, you're like, oh, man, Joel Edgerton's character is crazy. Yeah. What's wrong with him? He killed his fish! Yeah. And then you realize that maybe it's he's not the problem yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, I can't wait to listen to the commentary by him. Um, but there is, a like, an extended uh, ending to it. Which I'm actually, he has an introduction before, it's about three minutes, and he talks about, they finished the movie fast and they actually had extra money. So he had an idea that he was going to go back and shoot everything from, uh, I forget his character's name in it, what was it? Joel. Uh, That's his real name. No, it's, uh, because they, oh, Gordo, Gordo. Gordo. Gordo, Weirdo Gordo. Yeah, so Gordo. And he said, so he went back and he shot things from his point of view. And he said, then I sat back and I watched the movie, and I realized that if I gave you too much into the mind of Gordo, mm-hmm. it actually lessens the impact of the ending. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It, it, he shows what he did with the dog. It shows what happened to him after that confrontation yeah. in the parking lot. Uh, and you're like, oh, man, it kind of does. because." And also, like, it's a way, like, because, like, the ending is very like, up to left to, like, you to oh, think yeah. about. Yeah. And I think if you see, like, what he did, like, that kind of yeah. ruins it. Because so. it, it, in the alternate ending, it does show what he does or doesn't do with his wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so, because it shows that, kind of takes away the impact of it. Yeah. Even though I could kind of see where it was going, the way it was played, because... The fact even, that you, you, you have a feeling that's what but yeah. you also, you're not positive yeah, either. because you're like, there's no way they would do that ending. Yeah. There's no way that they would have... I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Oh, but no, there's no, no, no way they would do that. And he even has a little phone call with Bateman, and he says, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And he Ugh. says, is it better not to know or is it better to... Oh, I'm like, fuck, that's so... And it really brilliant. drives that point home like, yeah. of oh, like... Yeah. Because what happened and... to him... Yeah, like, exactly. So yeah, you should see The Gift. It's freaking brilliant if yeah. you haven't seen it is already. Is it on Blu-ray? It is. Oh, awesome. yeah. It might be... That's is... a cool movie. If it's not on it, on Netflix yet, I think it's scheduled to come on either yeah. this month or, or next you, month. You can yeah, so. I have it. You can borrow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. sweet. Um, that's cool. I rewatched Zoolander because it's on Blu-ray. That movie's goofy as shit. Yep. I will say I love almost every film... Ben Stiller's directed, so. Oh yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's a good film. It's it's silly, and I I do like when Ben Stiller is really stupid. Yeah, because I think that's when his characters are the best, whether yeah. it's from Tropic Thunder, Tug, or Zoolander, and it it just. <laughs> you know, there's stupid lines saying, you know, we look really good, and isn't that kind of helping people? I guess you're right. <laughs> it's just stupid shit like that. I can't even remember what him and Owen yeah, Wilson yeah. verbal barbs they throw at each other before their walk off, but it's brilliant. Um. And, I still love the line, how the children are going to learn to read if they can't fit inside the building. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be at least three times. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last thing I watched is a horror film I've never seen before. I've seen parts of it because it's so iconic is the uh, 1925 Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Um, because last week at Tradesmart, all their new Blu-rays were 25% off. So I was like, man, I'm going to go get Phantom of the Opera. And Is this the Kino one? The Kino. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Um because they used the original poster on it, and then I love, cool I love like the posters from the twenties to the forties. Um, and anyway, uh, Lon Chaney plays the Phantom, and you can see why the villain who is in the movie for ten minutes, 
roughly, give or take, yeah, give or take, is top billing because in silent film, for it to be good and for me to be able to watch it now, there has to be moments in it that the actor elevates the performance where the the lead female and the guy who plays Raul are eh, whatever, but yeah. he commands the screen even when he's just a shadow and the way he moves his hands in the shadows is like dude this is freaking brilliant this guy knows how to move his body and uh i actually watch it in 24 frames per second so it's only like 70 minutes long um because <laughs> the original was 20 frames and i think 20 frames it's like an hour and like 40 minutes by speeding it up four frames per second it cut out like 40 minutes of the movie <laughs> or, yeah 20 minutes of the movie um but it's it's really it's really brilliant and for it to still be kind of scary because what's great about it is you don't this is the because i've i don't know i've watched i think five phantom of the operas in the last couple months it's the first phantom that i've watched where i was actually kind of scared of the phantom because (laughs) the way he just does things it's not because it's 1925 so it's not going to be super violent it's just the presence he has It, it creates the whole film has this uneasiness about it because of phantoms around and he sends letters to him saying you know you better put what's that what's his girl's christine christine he's like you better put christine on or i'm gonna i'm gonna kill people Mm -hmm. and i mean they do a great effect of cutting the chandelier down and killing a bunch of people and then when uh one of the stagehands gets too close he hangs them and so the image is just a shadow of a guy hanging and swinging back and forth and so the two police guys say, oh, we need to go get the Phantom, but you need to walk with one of your hands up so he can't wrap a noose around your neck and strangle you. And so they're, you know, trying to find him and he has all these traps underneath the opera. Um, and there's even that great scene where he sees it, he feels they have visitors and he takes uh, like a reed and uses it to go underwater so he can sneak up and make that guy drown. Ooh, um, yeah. It's just really well done. It, but I actually think his best performance is... Uh, they do this death masquerade ball and he shows up in all red as you know, yeah. and it looks brilliant uh, for a film from 1925. But anyways, uh, Christine and Raul go up on the roof cause they don't, cause he says, if you see Raul and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill him. And so she says, we need to hide in secret. So they go up there and there's this awesome scene of him, like hanging from the top of the opera with the Cape flowing in red. And he's like heartbroken because she just betrayed his trust. And, uh, and him betraying her trust is actually his downfall at the end too, because he, she says, let, you know, let them live and I'll do whatever you want. And he takes her away and he ends up getting thrown into the Seine river. But that, and, and that moment is my favorite. It's the moment where he is cornered by mm-hmm. the entire mob and he reaches as if though he's grabbing for oh, something. Yeah. And then he just unveils his hand and there's nothing. And he just starts laughing yeah. up into the air. And I'm like, Cheney. Yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant, Fucking it's brilliant. A, and it's terrible. I think the movie's actually kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Um, not yeah. in a traditional sense, but just the uneasiness you have throughout the film. His reveal is still creepy. Even, oh, yeah. Even knowing that image, you watch that film long enough in the beginning, you're like, okay, 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 mm. okay. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so well done because, uh, I mean, of course, you know, 1925, the camera isn't moving very much. It's very static. Right. Mm-hmm. But they do this great shot of, he's playing the organ. And Christine is slowly reaching to him and then he like turns and looks back and then she pulls her hand back because before then he says, don't betray my trust. Don't pull off my mask. And then so the next scene is her pulling his mask off and 
you know, I, if you get the 1945 Phantom, um, it has a great documentary. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long, covering all the Phantoms up until that point. Um, and they talk about how Chaney, he designed all his own makeup. So he would super glue that, those bone structures on his cheeks. Mm. So every day he'd have to peel them off and it'd like rip his skin off. Then he'd stick toothpicks in his nose for it go, so it'd turn up, up, turn like a skeleton. And he wore that for six to eight hours a day. And they said when he was doing it, he would cry because it would hurt him so bad. But he knew that that reveal would be, in, you know, incredible. And to this day, I think it's still one of the most effective horror reveals ever. And I mean, obviously, I've seen that scene I don't know how many times, but oh, it's yeah. still great. Um, but seeing the movie in a whole is really great. And if it's, um, you know, a silent film, it has to be able to hold your attention. And that movie really does. That yeah. opera house is still, um, oh yeah, it's, it, it's, it's still, it's still, in, it's still in use to this day. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. The last time they used it was for the Muppet, uh, the the Muppets, the Jason Siegel Muppets. Yep. Hmm. So yeah, so definitely, I would recommend. And the the Kino version is really good. They record re-recorded all the uh, orchestra, so it sounds really good. Cool. Um. So uh, next, I'll be there's a a commentary by a film historian on it that I'll probably listen to. Um. So I'm excited. Uh, have cool. any of you guys do you guys, any of you guys watch like Connie Bang Bang or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen the Phantom of the Opera bit they have? With Andrew Lloyd Webber? Uh, uh no, it was like uh, it was on the show. They had Thomas Lennon playing and they had like a great bit on like Oh really? It was like he has the mask <laughs> on like the other side of his face and he has like the scarred face like out. <laughs> and, and, he, and they ask him they ask him well why did he do that and he goes well I already fucked up this side of my face I'm trying to protect the other one for pictures <laughs> and stuff like uh, that's pretty good yeah I think I've seen that yeah it's funny after you talked about Phantom last week I drove home listening to the to the, the London cast uh, mm. soundtrack the whole way home because I yeah oh yeah, it's, I, yeah it's great so yeah I, I've been, I would I, really love a good film version of Phantom of the Opera let's see I think I own five phantoms because i own the 25 45 the robert england 89 where it's a slasher movie yeah um and oh i four so the uh joel schumacher one you have the schumacher one yeah i haven't watched it yet i watched it a long time ago my wife yeah. loved it um, it's it's not that it's bad it's yeah, just that it's, just, it's not good enough yeah that's what i like, I mean, like it looks the, great the the easiest thing i can draw attention to is like if you go watch his version of masquerade like Imagine all the amazing things you could do in a film with a big Joel Schumacher budget for that song, and it's like, it's not even choreographed well, it's just mm. not that impressive, and yeah. Oh, no, it's interesting. I, I, pe- I People have complained about a lot about the singing in that one, but I don't care, because it you need good actors, and so even if it's like, oh yeah, it's, you know, uh, uh, Gerard Butler as the Phantom, and he's not as good of a singer. I don't, I don't care because I need somebody who can act because mm-hmm. it's an actual movie. It's not, a, it's not the actual play where I don't need to be able to see their face. But I think after I've seen all these movies, I think the Phantom of the Opera is a lot like Dracula, where you can always retell that story. Oh you know, yeah, because it's all about you know heartbreak and um, oh, love. Yeah. It's, it's love yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun watching the Phantom of the Opera and seeing so many different interpretations of it. And you know, I didn't think it mattered but the 45 doesn't have the masquerade in it but that scene is so great that it really should have been in it so mm-hmm. but yeah, they, they both stand on their own i think they're both good films it was like yeah. that thing people forget that like the like classic monsters movies like they were like horror second and they wanted to have like oh, some yeah. kind of story in like I, oh, yeah. first my favorite still is uh the invisible man because i think yeah. claude rains is amazing because yeah. he I, I i think he kills over 200 people in that movie yep because he kills a Train full of people in it. He's yeah. an insane psychopath in that film. Like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. The, 
what was the root? What was the name of the root called? The poison root. And he's just like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's been a while, but uh, Invisible Man and maybe I like Wolfman a lot. Wolfman's too. good too. Well, like Lon Chaney Jr. is great in that. Yep, he um, is. It's my problem with a lot of modern horror films that a lot of modern horror films have horror for sake of horror mm-hmm. and without purpose for it either. So yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Tom Cruise is going to be Van Helsing, so. <gasps> So and Johnny Depp's gonna be the Invisible Man. See, I think that's awesome. I think that if they, I think if the connected universe is Tom Cruise, Van Helsing hunting all these monsters, I think it's pretty that, awesome. That sounds like that would cool, actually yeah. be awesome. Because yeah. I, I read that the only reason he did it because it's a multi-picture deal. Yeah. So, Ooh. so the first one is him fighting the mummy, and then the second one's the Invisible Man is with Johnny Depp, <gasps> and then the third one is the Wolf Man, and then I think the fourth is Dracula creature. So, so I think that's – if they do that, I think it's awesome. That's going to be really fun. I don't care if they call it Van Helsing slash The Mummy yeah, yeah, or, or The Mummy versus Van Helsing. I just want to see someone hunt monsters. Oh, yeah. to me, that sounds awesome. And I want that Who better than Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise? Yeah. yeah. I know. Because <laughs> what if he grabs well, like Fred the mummy's – Fraser would be good too. So what if he grabbed the mummy's bandage and just ran with it and like ran down a hall <laughs> and the mummy unwound and that's how he beat him? Oh, he'd want he, – <laughs> He unwinds so fast because Tom Cruise can run so well. I know. He's such a good runner. Hey, Benji, it's almost out. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to mention I had this epiphany um, because I I was thinking about getting James Bond Spectre, but I was torn when I went to Best Buy. Because it was Spectre? Yeah. Well, first it was Spectre, <laughs> but the blue, the Steelbook is like the bullet shot that forms uh, the octopus and yeah. it looks really sharp on Steelbook. Yeah. But then the standard is really badass. Yeah. So I didn't get either. I literally left Best Buy because I... Couldn't decide which one I wanted to get. It's like I don't, I don't actually want to watch this movie, but the cases are yeah. so good, um, I can't decide which. But one I to did buy. pick up the Skyfall and the Casino Royale one because they're amazing. The Steelbooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so I was thinking because you know, uh, Craig probably is not going to do another Bond. What if they still kept the name James Bond, but Emily Blunt was James Bond? What the, oh, I mean, I think it'd be cool if they did, like, right? Jane Bond or something like that. No, just keep it James no, Bond. James yeah, Bond? Yeah. All right. I think yeah. you keep it James Bond and it's Emily Blunt. Yeah. See, that's my idea. MGM, Sony, call me. I'm down. Um, I'll be a producer on this film. I think that'd be a great idea. I think audiences would I'll only, much, I'll only take 2% of the I think we're going to need like a black Bond before we get to female Bond. Yeah. No, but... fuck off. No. no. Okay. <laughs> just, no, fine. just Emily. Okay. Because I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want Emily Blunt as James Bond. That's, that's fine. I'm going to cover the, I'm gonna cover I'm the like... safe quadrant and Larry David as James Bond. An <laughs> <laughs> old Jewish guy. Predictive evil. Why are you shooting at me? This doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> John Krasinski is uh, Moneypenny. <laughs> Bond your enthusiasm. And speaking of movies, what comes out on Blu-ray? You've got the HD TV, but you're not watching movies in HD unless you're watching on. Steve Jobs is the big one that I've got pre-ordered for this week. I cannot wait. Oh man! Oh man! Fix it, Steve. I want you to fix it. What about that scene where they're arguing and there's thunder and lightning? Oh man! It's the best scene of the year. Speaking of silent film, the Criterion's putting out the Kid with Charlie Chaplin this week. That's one I can always watch. That movie's brilliant. Right. I haven't seen that in years. I, I, it's been a while for me as well. And it's a Criterion. <gasps> so it's going to be 40 bucks. <laughs> so, it might be worth it. And yeah. my wallet's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Criterion usually does do pretty good releases. I think. Oh, is, hey, is, oh yeah. is this week too the Mutilator? Tell me the Mutilator is this week. The 33 is this week, which oh, is that movie about the miners. I think it's a Mutilator. Uh, it's got some people in it. Tony Banderas. Uh, Trumbo. Uh, yeah. One of you really Trumbo? I like Trumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like never, it. I didn't get a chance to see fun. Trumbo. I put it yeah. in number nine. It was. It's That's good. Right. Yeah, I think, I think it was. Nominated for Academy Award. Yeah. 
Yep. I think uh, yeah, I think he deserve it. I mean, like he's one of the he's definitely in the upper of like performances. I think what's amazing about his performance is that he manages to um do it with the theatricality it deserved. Yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. than rather than trying to underplay it. Yeah, he yeah. did overplay it, but it works for that yeah, person. Yeah. So I mean I, I just you've seen interviews with Trumbo before, you you know he's yeah. very colorful character. Yeah, yeah. The problem with the movie was not his performance. So oh, fair enough. So. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's I Confess is a 1953 uh, film that's got uh, that's getting a Blu-ray release this week. That a Warner Brothers? Uh, ooh, shoot, I just clicked. I just got. Yeah, that's okay. I'll find out. No, 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 no. I can reopen it. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Okay. okay. There are I confess, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself. Out. Have you ever seen Rebecca? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. Really great. I, Go I, watch Rebecca. I, it has the best a, villain. I haven't seen a lot of Hitchcock films. So many I've always meant to get caught up on, but Rebecca is the best villain. Uh, if in you film. watch his films before like 1960, they're all really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Birds is 62, right? Yeah, Birds is 62. Birds is not great. Birds so, is alright. Psycho is the peak. That's 60. Um, you'll like Rebecca. I think yeah, you'll Rebecca really is like Rebecca. Brilliant yeah. film. The Blu-ray cover art's awful, but same with my Notorious. I'm like. For such a great film, it has the worst freaking... MGM doesn't care. <laughs> sucks. Which is why they went out of business. <laughs> the Challenge. Uh, which is a movie starring Scott Glenn and Toshiro Mufune. Toshiro Mufune? My favorite. Uh, this is a movie with it where a there's this shirtless guy with a bowl haircut. Toshiro Mufune. He's got a giant katana... Raised over his head, and that's, that, that's him that's in the background. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he's got. There's this building, and there's light emanating from all over the building, and there's like some dudes running around, also and then he's, he's there, and he's got a. He, now he's got a machine gun, which is also and there's this, and there's, <laughs> and there's this, uh, there's this attractive woman next to him. She's, she's got a bow, like a bow and arrow, and then there's a samurai. Uh, but he's a white samurai with a beard. Anyway. I don't see the problem with that. That's some kind of movie called The Challenge. You can get that. The Mutilator. Yes. I'm so <laughs> I'm going to Tradesmart. I'm going to buy The Kid and The Mutilator at the same time. All right. I, I, I really love So this is an Arrow release. I really love the tagline on this. Do you know what the tagline to this movie it's, is? Uh, um, it's okay. I'll tell you. Too, it's, it's pretty funny. By sword. Yep. By pick. By axe. Bye bye. <laughs> See, I'm really hoping because this is a lot like Blood Rage, where this is supposed to come out. I don't know, three months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because we've talked about this cover yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So it's a guy holding up what looks like a giant fish hook thing, like a thing you would you would like hang a giant fish from, right? So he's got that, and then by, along the wall behind him are some attractive young people whose whose collars <laughs> are nailed to the wall. And the reason I remember this is that. The the closest person, the person you of course see the most of, is the is the lady in the pink bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what part of her, cl- considering she's wearing a bikini, I don't know what part of her is nailed to the wall. Oh no, now I see. There's a rope under her arms. So they, but she's the only one not dead too. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. the, I love yes. it. I love the name, the mutilator, and I love the cover. Yeah, and it's, it's like, probably a piece of shit like horror the, film. The underline of the mutilator is dripping with blood. Ooh. If it's anywhere near as shitty but great as Blood Rage, then I'm totally down. It looks like it's right along the, the lines. I of can't Blood Rage. wait. I only like Toshiro Mifune was in it. <laughs> Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we've got a DVD release this week of Kevin Costner's No Way Out, mm. which I've never seen. Has anybody ever seen yeah. No Way Out? Yeah, it's good. Uh, is it good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like a 80s thriller. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it's no The Firm, but it's good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, season two of Peaky Blinders is getting a Blu-ray release this week from BBC. Uh, Curse of the Faceless Man. Mm. Uh, this is a very old looking movie. It's actually only from 1958. Uh, but the cover is just, oh, this is, this is horrible. Anyway, uh, Curse of the Faceless Man. Girl Season 4, that's a bad show. Uh, and Labyrinth of Lies. <laughs> uh, which I don't know what that is, but it's some guy, it looks like he's in, in a, a labyrinth of in, lies. In some kind of library of, oh, pants. Does he sell pants? He's a pants socks. Salesman? I think he's a pants salesman. <laughs> All right, or something, or is that pants? No, I think it's pants. I think he just sells pants. Do these have the double stitch? No. This is a labyrinth of lies. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is what is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Very cool. Um, just uh, because we're in the now show, quick update. They say Deadpool might make 150 million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. awesome. Uh, this week, you guys who saw Zoolander? I saw Zoolander. I did not see Zoolander. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, James, you take it away. All right. Uh, Henry, should people see Zoolander? Two? Two Lander? Zoolander Part Two? Zoolander the sequel? Zero Lander NO.2? Yes. That's how they're promoting it. <laughs> um, uh, I will say I liked it more than I thought I was, but no, you probably don't need to see it. I would cash it in like a $5 bin. Yeah, I, I would say almost the exact same thing. Like, I went into it and was like, oh man, like, I was hearing really bad things that I, yeah. uh, you know, like, uh, the first one's funny, yeah. Um, but I, I, I laughed quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but I would say about fifty percent of the jokes actually landed. Uh, the other, yeah. the, you know, the, the the thing going for this movie is that they interspace intersperse the good jokes among the bad jokes well enough that you don't have enough time to get yeah. bored. It's not like one half it's bad, one half it's good. No, no, it's no, no, pretty no. alternate. So. Yes, it's like oh, like there is one sequence that we'll talk about that yeah. like gets. It's just long and bad, uh -huh. but it's not quite long enough to make you just write off the film as a whole. Yeah. So, so, yeah, no, I can't recommend that people, like, go see Zoolander 2. But if it's on, like, HBO or, like, you see it in, like, a $5 bin or whatever, I would yeah. probably pick it up. Yeah, so. it's inoffensive. Yeah. You know, if it's Saturday afternoon yeah. and you don't have Zoolander 1, yeah, you yeah. can watch Zoolander yeah. 2. I miss the days of when comedies were made for the sole purpose to make you laugh. Right. And because nowadays all comedies are, like, they make you laugh, but there's also, like, some kind of underlying message to them as well. Which I just want to laugh. I don't want to have to, like, think about sexism or whatever. Just make me laugh. Like, What's funny is I I'm going to have... Ventura too. <laughs> I'm going to have the exact opposite argument once we play the trailer. Oh, here we so, go. Here we go. <laughs> um, so here's the trailer for Zoolander 2. He was once the world's most famous male model. Even his looks were household names. La Tigra, Magnum, and, of course, Blue Steel. But that was a long, long, long time ago. Old LeMay? We were a joke out there. I guess fashions change. Meet the biggest supermodel in the whole world is all. Are you like a male model or a female model? All is all. I think he's asking, do you have a hot dog or a bun? <laughs> Oops. Derek Zulander, I'm with Interpol. I need your help. She's hot. I trust her. Someone's trying to kill the world's most beautiful people. Oh, fudge! Peace out, world. All of them died with your signature look. 
This is blue steel, right? We need you to infiltrate the world of high fashion. We're back! Yeah! Are you sure Zoolander is the right man to help us? Hey, handsome! Ah! What the hell is your problem? God help us all. You were a mile thing. I'm sorry, I can't understand a word that you're saying. <laughs> There's only one criminal mastermind who could be behind all this. Prison changed me! I am bad to the core now! Talk! Where's my goddamn latte? But how am I supposed to stop who got to? I'm the Mama Pajamba! I'm the Mama Pajamba! You're Derek Zoolander. He stopped a Chinese throwing star with a look. Flash me that beautiful Magnum. Wait, Magnum, now! Oh, you have this! Oh, yeah. Tequila! Oh. Maybe we could try a washcloth. Ah. Ah. So... Me not liking this movie is why I went home and watched Burt uh, Bert Wonderstone. Yeah. Because Burt Wonderstone, like, that's a well-written movie. Like, yeah. you know, in, in, in Zoolander 2, when they need to have, like, a cool character show up and, like, maybe save the day at the end mm-hmm. and teach our character something, it's Sting. Because, I don't know, because Sting. In Burt Wonderstone, it's fucking Alan Arkin. Because uh. Alan Arkin is amazing and it's a well-written character. Um, I, I, I do really like the moment where Owen Wilson's character in the confession is like, like they're like super bonding with Stan. Oh yeah, like, like it's really obvious that it's his dad, and then yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, warning: light spoilers for Zoolander Two. It's not like Deadpool though, where like the jokes, like if you spoil them, would kind of like no, they no, wouldn't no, land as hard. No, so. um, because again, half of the jokes aren't going to land. Period. Yeah. Um, so. so the. Uh, so the the thing that I really didn't like, uh-huh. it, like the the one point where I was like, oh, okay, guys, this joke wasn't funny when you started, yeah. and you've now done it for five minutes, yeah. is when he goes to meet M- Mugatu in the jail, uh-huh. and then Mugatu is like, could like reverse psychology convinces him yeah. to let him out. I was like, no, like this this was so on the nose and yeah. stupid to begin with, and then it just keeps going, and you're like, it's like. It's like a Michael Myers or a Mike Myers version of that joke yeah. where you just beat it to death until yeah. it gets funny, but it never gets funny. Well, I, there um, was one point where that was really funny. That was the reveal of like the horrible masks he made. Oh yeah, no, I that, that was, was funny. That was good. Well, but that's not the part where he. That's not the part. Right? Yeah, yeah, like like, like Magatu's uh, escape plan, and yeah. then when he walks out and he's like, he pulls off his his. There were be- his there were moments costume. that like that same formula like in Zoolander one, like the whole like yes, yes we do need to make it two times the size, like right, like it, it, they've done it better than that, and so yeah, um, and I I I mean, I think that I think what I feel like is all the jokes where. Zoolander is supposed to be really stupid. Yeah. Most of those jokes are not actually they kind of, good like, jokes. They kind of either overplay it 
or yeah. ha- it's been done so many times now right. that it is not. And there's so many callbacks to like, hey, remember when that joke about the the tiny little building yeah. and the model and the the yeah. center for kids who don't read. Good? I think like because like, that ended up becoming like a meme online, which is why they kind of shoehorned that in like yeah. throughout the entire film. Yeah, because um, to start the movie with like, oh, we built that, and then it burned down and killed my wife in like, two days. Yeah, and then I became a hermit crab. Um, like. That's, that right there is exactly it. Yeah. The joke about, hey, it burned down and killed my wife, that's not funny. But yeah. the joke about him thinking he's a hermit crab yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, um, well, I love the part it, where, like, where they say like they made the entire like building out of the same exact materials yeah, as the small Out of rubber model. cement like, and, and uh, craft sticks, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, there yeah, are funny jokes to the film. Like, oh, absolutely. I laughed... I, Basically, everything Kristen Wiig does in the movie is amazing. I think, I mean, that was, like, my problem, my biggest problem with it, is that she is so underused in it. Oh, yeah. That, like... And and when I first saw her, I was like, who the fuck is that? I know I know that face. Yeah, yeah, And it took a little while to be like, oh, shit. Just the fact Um, that, like, you can't understand, like, half the things she says. Oh, yeah. It's really well done. So, like, her performance there is great. Um, Did you see her on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon dressed up as Peyton Manning? I uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I know like she does that a lot, like where she plays someone else. Yeah, and it's always funny because she, she does, doesn't so. know anything about football. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Um, but like the like her commercial for like have you have you ever seen a young beautiful <laughs> yeah. woman and just wanted, wanted to, to kill her? Like... <laughs> we took that feeling and bottled it. Yeah. <laughs> I think like my biggest complaint with it is that like there were so, uh, almost all of the scenes with his son. I think we're completenesses. Like, just in, I mean, maybe that's just me, but like, all, I think his, the guy who played his son was not very good. No, he's not. Um, and a lot, like, the, I, I think some of the jokes about his son are yeah, funny. Yeah, and I would say, like, the, when they, after they meet his son and they're like, discussing if him being fat makes him a bad person. Yes. Like, and they're like, well, we know it doesn't make him a good person. Like, <laughs> that was like one of my favorite part of the entire film. Right, but, like, yeah. Yeah, he's not great. The whole end is pretty bad. I did like the last like everything that, of it was pretty. Yeah, like the whole last fourth where every as soon as there's a plot and yeah. and, and somebody has it to save the because, day, like, it's pretty awful. I think Will Ferrell is like a great comic actor. Yeah, but he's probably uh, like uh, once. Well, I mean, I like him a lot. Yeah, he can't be. Yeah, don't talk to James. Okay. <laughs> um, I, but it's because like after his character kind of comes into the film, I think it's went really starts going downhill. Yes. Which even is a though, shame. even though when he shows up, it's great. Yeah, I mean, not the scene I described earlier, but like when he, man, when he pulls off the, even though it's in the trailer, but when he yeah. pulls off the like his like prison the outfit, suit, yeah, and he's like he's like the rock underneath, yeah. but with Will Ferrell's face, yeah. Oh, oh, and and Fred Armiston. Holy I was really shit. confused, like, because he was really good in like the five minutes he was in. It was so disturbing. Yeah, but I was really hoping like he'd be like. At least in one more scene. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, because I don't know what the purpose of that was. Like, yeah. you just spent a shit ton of money on CGI yeah. to and Fred Armisen. And also Armistead just hiring her. Fred Armisen. Like, yeah, and and I would assume to have a, an 11-year-old running around on set all the time yeah. with a with his face painted green. Um, I, I, I don't know why that was there, yeah. but it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but the best part of the movie is, for me, was... Uh, the guy, I don't know who it is. He looks like he looks like Jamie Kennedy, uh-huh. uh, but he's playing the like Chet Hayes character, who's the new king of fashion, yeah, yeah, yeah. who just hates everything, and it's all fantastic. It's uh, Kyle Mooney. 
Oh, okay. He's my favorite person on SNL currently. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, he's he he. I the hardest I laughed was every scene he was in the movie. <laughs> um, like when he first shows up and and introduces himself to Zoolander and Han- it's Hansel. Like, wow, you suck. You're so inspirational. Oh, you're so you. lame. <laughs> I love you. Like, oh, it. Uh, yeah, that that sequence then, was pretty great. I did like the part when Mofro. Like, I mean, I guess spoilers. Yeah. Mofro kills him. Like, yes. He's like, I just murdered a fucking hipster. <laughs> like, yeah. The entire theater like broke out at that point. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh boy. Um, I mean, we're like, we're saying pretty much all the good parts of the film. Yeah. I still say, think you should not have to go see this in theaters. Yeah, don't. Like, yeah, yeah, don't go see this movie. Um, there's a whole sequence with a lava pit later, and and like bad the single lava pit shots. Part, of, the very last joke of the lava pit I thought was good though. Where they're like, oh, where lava they, pit party, right. and they jump in to celebrate. Like, yeah. Uh, but everything else that happens in that lava pit. Yeah, that seems probably even the worst. like yeah, like when Will Ferrell has them drop the silks down. Yeah, and, he, like, and the reveal of who Kristen Wiig is. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That you did just not... took one of the most fun characters in the movie and turned it into Mia Jovovich. Oh, okay. What the I fuck? That. Yeah, I don't care. Like that's the most atrocious thing you could have done in that movie. Yeah, that like, was like the most. Like I was like, come on, don't do that. Yeah. Because because you bring him because back. because <laughs> Justin Throws great. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like, the, by all means, keep Mia Jovovich out of it and bring Justin Throw around. So then, no, um, figure out that it was a wig. Like, oh, yeah. was, it was a wig. It was a wig. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Oh god, it's not a good movie. Don't it's not a good movie. movie. Don't see it. But I'm laughing <laughs> yeah. at everything. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think because we're trying to say every good joke that we. Yeah, we're movie trying to think course. of all the good parts of the film. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of parts that weren't great. I laughed a lot harder at Deadpool. Yeah, I'll say that too, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, anyway. I think that's Zoolander too. Yeah. Ryan? Uh, we also saw Deadpool. Zach, should people go see Deadpool? Should people go see Deadpool? Um, yeah, I, I, I think you should go see it. Um, I was not as impressed by the film as I thought I was going to be, but it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> it was still a lot of fun. Uh, in terms of the humor and uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, yeah, go check it out. It's fun. James, should people see Deadpool? Uh, I mean, yes. A, it is a rated R movie. So be aware, this is not your normal Marvel movie. I saw it with Randy. He literally at one point said, is this a Marvel movie? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fantastic. I, I really loved it. I think the, the second half is weaker than the first half. But like for somebody who really hates Deadpool, or not hates, but just is relatively indifferent, this movie's really fun, and I had a really good time with it, and I laughed a lot. Uh, and unlike Zoolander 2, I think pretty much every joke in this movie landed for me. Yeah. Um, so. Henry? Um, I would say yes, but with caution. Um, I think, like, if you're not a big fan of the X-Men movies and don't really keep up with, like, the news about it, mm. you probably wouldn't understand a lot of the jokes. Oh, fair. And I think like it might not work as well for like those kinds of people. So I think I I think you should see it just for I think it's I think it's a fun film, but be aware it might not be what you think it is going in. So yeah, I thought the movie was pretty fun. Uh, I think you should go see it. Um, it, it's really interesting seeing the evolution of the Deadpool character mm-hmm. because when he first came out, he was a supervillain, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure exactly when I, I don't I couldn't even tell you what writer. I want to say Joe Kelly just because I love him so much. <laughs> I don't know what writer decided to make him an anti-hero and more of uh, I break the fourth wall. Because even though Rob Liefeld and Fabian uh, something else, I forget his last name, mm-hmm. take credit for creating the character, 
they really didn't create that version of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, they created his look and him being a mercenary. Uh, but the other writers contribute to it. So if, yeah, it, what Henry is saying is if you don't know this about Deadpool, yeah. then some of the jokes aren't going to land at all. Very I mean, true. the, I thought the opening, uh, we'll play the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I want to shoot. Kind of lonesome back here. Little help here. Oh. Excuse me. Woo. Dopinda. Pool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise. This is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeeze this ass in spandex. Mr. Wilson, you've recently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. We can fight this. What if I told you we can cure you and give you abilities most men only dream of? I'd say that you sound like an infomercial, but not a good one, like Slap Chop, more Shake Weighty. If I never see you again, know that I love you. When I'm finished, your mutated cells will heal anything. But you still think we're making you a superhero? We're making you a super slave. Oh, come on. Are you going to leave me all alone here with Jose Canseco? Whatever they did to me made me totally indestructible and completely no. unfuckable. You, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. I didn't ask to be super, and I'm no hero. But when you find out your worst enemy is after your best girl, the time has come to be a fucking superhero. Right up Main Street. Hear the music. Exco deliver to you. Fun way for you to get it on your own. Exco deliver to you. We can't allow this, Deadpool. I don't have time for your X-Men bullshit, Colossus. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. That guy was up there before we got here. Knock, knock, open up. I played a lot of roles. Damsel in distress ain't one of them. Time to make the chimmy fucking changas. Have you seen this man? I never say this, but don't swallow. Shit. Did I leave the stove on? Yeah, you're way too much dude for me. That's why I brought him. I mean, that's why I brought her? Oh no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine, just give us a second. Go get her, tiger. Oh, I so pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. give it to you! That opening sequence is awesome. The, the opening trailer is, uh, is opening trailer. The opening credits are great. Yeah. If you're a fan of Deadpool, to know that he, the character basically breaks the fourth wall constantly. <laughs> yeah. He will, um, he'll just start talking to, he'll look in, like he's looking at you in the comic panels and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is what happened last issue. Um, and man, I really want some chimichangas. And <laughs> they did a really funny thing at the beginning of the film where it's, you know, directed by some guy. Directed starring... by an overpaid tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that's what it says. Like, yeah. Well, then it has, uh, Starring uh, some dude, God's perfect, a handsome guy, God's perfect a CGI idiot, character. a hot chick, a, a CGI hot chick. character, a British villain. To, to, yeah, <laughs> which, which, so I would add, it's not just 
you know, it pays homage or, or makes jokes about a lot of these Marvel movies. It's also a lot of just pop culture references yeah. and stuff like that. That you know, if you're not into that, you're gonna miss a lot of. It's one of those like worries me that like I feel like in ten years this film will not hold up. Yeah, oh, I, I, I felt, sure. I felt like this. Henry hit it on the nose for me as to why I wasn't impressed because I love the fact that I was able to get into this because it was an X Men movie mm-hmm. and ultimately they did connect it to Xavier's <laughs> school. However, I was just kind of like, oh gosh, this is going to be like either, either nobody's going to care, which I think was my audience where they just didn't care, Uh or they're going to care a lot, which was the other half of my audience. Yeah. So I was split down the middle between people who didn't know what was going on and people who loved what was going on. See, I I would actually argue that I think that's what works for the film. Yeah. Is because it drops you right in the middle of it. Yeah. And it doesn't, I I, I like that it didn't explain itself. Mm -hmm. It's saying, okay, cool. Yeah. He's going to talk to you and he's going to break the fourth wall. He's going to throw gum and it's going to stick on the camera and he's going to scrape it off. Um, it's not going to make any sense. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I actually, I respect filmmaking that way Yeah. because you're either in like with Deadpool, you're either in on the joke or you're not. Right. Yeah. You're either going to get it or you just, it's going to, it's going to be stupid it's gonna to bounce you. Right off you. Uh, I mean, it's, it's funny things like, you know, you get shot up the ass. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. just, just goofy things and the and chances they take, you know? Right. Um, well, I, I think a lot of the one-liners there also work or at least oh, they yeah. did for me right yeah. like even even the stuff that's not super i mean i don't want to say super immature-ish but like okay you, yeah so you've got jokes where he gets he gets shot in the ass you also get jokes like um when he and his his girlfriend are laying in bed and they're talking and, and oh and he makes a reference and, and he says something about it being a star wars joke and she says ah, empire he goes did I make you in a computer? Yeah. Like, well, and it's it's stuff like that that I think those yeah. jokes land. Yeah, really I think well. even you know one of the best landing jokes when he was you know crying because he had cancer, and she asked him what's wrong. He's like, oh, I had a nightmare that I kidnapped one of Liam Neeson's kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. and he <laughs> just goes on. Yeah, and stuff like that. I mean, three really of those films. At some point, he's just a bad parent. Yeah. And, and there's <laughs> even I, I laugh really hard at the part where so he, there's a part where he gets handcuffed by uh, Colossus. Yeah. And he chops off his hand. Yeah. And then he goes home to the the old blind lady oh. and he holds up like his baby hand <laughs> on her face and it just looks so weird but for some reason i laughed so hard at that joke well, um, the, the fact that there is a character who's a blind woman in this movie who spends the whole movie building ikea furniture yeah. like yeah and arguing with wade about I told you which, we were going with the credenza <laughs> yeah with the, what's the better one and yeah yeah uh, and how he just talks to her is really funny and you know this movie is actually the character is 100 suited for ryan reynolds mm-hmm it yeah. has that kind of – I mean, he plays really – even the – Deadpool, <laughs> he doesn't have this origin where he cares about people. Right. But yeah. uh, in in the movie where he has this origin where he cares about this hooker and they're trying to make my life is worse than your life, I think it's a really cute scene. <laughs> um, I will say, like, the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and – Miranda Bachran. Is that her name? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't I know, know how, how pronounce she pronounces name, it. So. Yeah. And so, like, uh, Marina, I think they have Marina. really good chemistry. Yeah. And I think that really works in this movie. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's even, like, funny lines with T.J. Yeah. Miller, where, yeah. you know, they have that huge montage where he's grabbing all the guns. He's going to go fight him. And uh, he says, I don't want to go. Yeah. Wade, I go with you, but I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and, and Wade's just like, bl- okay. Yeah. Turns to the blind lady right after and just goes, want to get fucked up. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like, probably, like, my biggest problem with it is that, like, I don't know. And it's probably because I'm a huge T.J. Miller fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was kind of underused in the film. Sure. Like, he wasn't in it as much as I really wanted him to be. Well, I don't yeah. But I would make that argument, too. I don't think he needs to be. That's because, true. I can see that, yeah. too. Because he's so. he's just the facilitator. Yeah. Right. He, he's there to 
be the friend. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to progress the plot. <laughs> I mean, Weasel yeah. really isn't in the Deadpool comics. Like, but, he usually comes up like every once in a while, but he's really not that big of a character. So. Yeah, but he's, but he, he has a, but he he, a good the, job. the great lines. Yeah. I mean, his delivery is so great when he says, but I'm sorry, man, but you are haunting. <laughs> <laughs> you should start in your own horror, horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here was here was my only problem with the film, which is why I was saying I wasn't impressed with it. At some point, for me, and this is just for me, because I can't say this is for everybody, Deadpool became a meme on the internet for me. Oh, totally. Oh, 100% I could did, yeah. not, and I do not know the comic on Deadpool. I don't. Like, I am mm-hmm. Deadpool ignorant. They're not that good. Yeah, so, they actually are not, like... So... I'm not sure. All I know is that Deadpool became an internet sensation to me. Mm-hmm. This film felt like a lot of fast food that I enjoyed. I don't know if I want to go in for seconds just yet. Exactly. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so, I feel the same But the, one of the – Too amaz- bad, though, because they greenlit the sequel. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> one one of the out. great things the, the about The tag it, scene was great. One oh, of the yeah. things I loved about it was the interactions between him and Colossus. Yeah. I thought were oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Fucking hilarious! Yeah. yeah, like that 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 playing off of each other, <laughs> playing off of the good guy, yeah. superhero montage. Like even the the spoiler, the 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 speech that Colossus tries to give at the end, right before he shoots him, he just starts throwing up. He starts puking. He goes, "Oh, why? I got it! I got it! Four or five moments. That's all it takes." Yeah, but you know that that's too. Where the, if I had to nitpick the movie, the inconsistencies. If that was a real if. If Colossus was really there, there's no way he'd let Deadpool go because he's killing people. Yeah. And, you know, there's no way Colossus. But, I mean, there's what's great about it, too. I also is, don't love that version of Colossus, but yeah. What Colossus version is great. Like, uh, you know, the Astonishing X-Men version. That's true. Yeah. But there's no Kitty Pride, so it doesn't matter. Right. I'm just saying I can't see that Colossus being in love with Kitty Pride, so it doesn't gotcha. work for me. Yeah. Um, but there is, I mean, there's a really funny scene when he goes to ask Colossus in uh teenage negatron was Neg- her teenage <laughs> megasonic warhead yeah <laughs> can we change names um uh. and he's and he said yeah i guess you're the only two here because we couldn't afford any more actors in the movie <laughs> yeah there's just yeah. really uh throwaway lines like that the tag scene where he dresses up like ferris bueller yeah yeah uh it's one of those things where i got immediately and oh, i don't yeah. think people in my audience got it until he oh, stuck his hat and went chicka, chicka. no it's because it was that shot like yeah, you and, and I, you and yeah, I, road, you and yeah. I immediately see that shot and go, "Oh, it's Ferris." I think he even whispered that, "Oh, it's Ferris Bueller." <laughs> and then, like the whole, yeah, and it wasn't until the end, and then the audience laughed. And I was like, "Really? Yeah, man, the uh, the best film of 1986." I know. I was shocked that was your best film, by the way, uh-huh. favorite film. Uh, yeah, I, I think the movie worked really well. I think um, it's fun. Yeah, I don't. My favorite moment is when he got away. It's near the beginning when um, Francis gets away. And he just goes, oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds pulls that off really he well. He gives this great performance. Yeah. Like, he yeah. spells Francis' name with dead bodies. That's <laughs> what yeah. And the dude's arm is the eye. Yeah, yeah. His, oh. you know what? He would have been great in a Mel Brooks movie at some point. Oh, that's, yeah, that's man. how much this reminded me of like, this is the closest we'll get to a Mel Brooks superhero movie. It's that same kind and of very really tongue in cheek, cool self aware, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's what any spoof of a super it's what superhero movie would love to be on its best day mm-hmm. is like actually an intelligent, funny commentary on superhero movies while also just being a fun entry into them. And right? I'd also say they do a really good job with the soundtrack when yeah. uh, when Deadpool gets stabbed in the head and he just hears, <sighs> "Just call me Angel of the Morning." 
and it gets weird and yeah. twisted as he pulls the blade out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they yeah. played Wham at the end. That, that, <laughs> that killed me. On his phone. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh. like, oh, like, just like, you see like pictures of actual Hugh Jackman throughout the entire oh, film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, stapled to his face at the end. <laughs> yeah. oh, He's got man. some smooth balls down under right there. <laughs> yeah, the amount of stuff that they were able to pull off, like, and yeah, man. And how many times he makes fun of the Deadpool he played last time. Oh, yeah, the action oh, yeah, figure. Said, yeah. The action figure. Like, Maybe we should the just lines show about... your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. They made fun of the Green Lantern. It was good. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, man. It's also like one of those things that like, I kind of almost don't want them to make a sequel. Like, I feel like the character, because I think like even in like the comics of Deadpool, his mo- best moments are the one he's interacting with other oh, famous yeah. characters. Yeah. I feel like... After the, you know, the untimely death of uh, Stan Lee, I think in a perfect world he would replace the Stan Lee kind of cameo, where Deadpool just pops in like every like for like two minutes every like Marvel film. Sure, yeah. Speaking, of I mean, I don't want to talk about Stan Lee dying. So, well, yeah, I don't. Want, I mean, it's like I said. So like, let's it's move the worst on. Case scenario, but yeah. but yeah, no, I yeah, I can I can see Stan that. Lee had a great yeah. cameo in that, it. That that was yeah, that oh, was, yeah, that, was cameo, man. that might have been my favorite Stan Lee cameo. Well, you, you can't buy love, but you can rent it for three for three and a half minutes. No, to to this day, because I'm biased, my favorite Stan Lee cameo is um, Spider Man three two, where he walks up to. Toby when he's in Times Square. Yeah. And he says, you know what? I guess one person can make a difference. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. he can. That's the best serious one. Yeah, that's, that's the best, best serious, serious one. This yeah. is like an evolution of him in Iron Man 2, yeah. where yeah. he's playing Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do love, too, every time you read when Stan Lee talks about he has a cameo in a movie, he always says, and this is the best one! <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest salesman ever. Uh, yeah. Man. <laughs> um, man, the action's good in this movie, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I cool will say, sequences. like, because, I mean, like, for a film like this, like, it would have been very easy for, like, the action sequences to be very hard to follow. Yeah. Like, like the car chase or anything like that. Yeah. It was all very easy to follow for the most part. Like, I was yeah. able to, like, figure out what was happening for pretty much everything. Who, who is this guy? Who's Tim Miller? Tim Miller, he is a music video director and his first a video game director, director oh, cool. I believe. Yeah. Awesome. He's, like, he's like in his 50s. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's always been in the industry, but never got a big break, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you still make a bunch of videos and stuff, I guess you're all right. But... Yeah. You're making a living. Yeah, so. but yeah, he yeah he'll get another job for oh, sure. Oh yeah, no, he did a good job. I think yeah. they should bring they should, if they're gonna do a sequel, they should bring him back. Oh so. yeah, yeah, because he understands the tone big time. Yeah, because right. that that seems like the hardest part here is figuring out how do you balance like the comedy and that those action sequences. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it it feels pretty fluid. Yeah, for, for as chaotic as it is, you know, um, to tell the story out of order yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, too. I love the uh, the cab driver. Yeah. Oh, yes. And that's the second time you see him where he goes, I would never say that. Do it. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> and then that Kill dude ends up getting killed because he gets rear-ended. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Does he die or does he just get loose? Because I, th- I thought you heard him, like, screaming. I don't but know. I think that, it like, looks pretty also, gnarly. Yeah. The, you hear him scream, but then you see, like, the actual rear end. Yeah. Oh, should, okay. It could have been that he, like, he, died and, in the you know, screen before dying. Both oh, times okay. uh, Deadpool left his guns in his cab. <laughs> well, did yeah. you hear, like, the reason why that was? Huh. No. Uh, apparently, like, like super last minute, they were told you have to cut $10 million from the budget. Oh. So they had planned a scene where he brings all the guns with him, and they're like, just have him forget the guns again. And so that's oh, how nice. they cut that that's money. That's funny. So. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, the I next like one will not have a budget cut, because yeah. this one's, no. it's one's already, like, doubled its money on yeah. Sports Weekend. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh. I mean, do, do we want to talk about, like, 
the fact that they're promising cable, like for the next one. Yeah, because they've been th- they've been threatening bringing cable to the yeah, X Men universe yeah, for a while. I, I don't cable, know anything about cable. Is cable dumb? Okay. Cable's cable is the son of Cyclops and Jean Grey from the future. Okay, that sounds stupid. And he's a it's like, hunter. Yeah, hunter. it's essentially like he comes back to the future. Like he essentially like he's primarily known as like the leader of the X Force. Yeah. Okay. Oh, which, oh yeah yeah. This is the guy that's got he's got like a robot arm. Yeah, yeah. and he has like yeah. a star on. He's his he's like yeah. ten feet tall, and it's like. Sure. I mean, the problem with Cable is that, like, he's, like, made, he's like the Venom of the X-Men universe. Yeah. He's played up to be this huge deal, but he's really not that interesting of a character. Like, oh, oh, you mean he's like Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and it's, it's only a big deal because Deadpool and Cable go to, like are in the comics together all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know. They've been threatening doing it for a while. It well, they, are, so- they basically are arch enemies. So. Yeah. Oh, cool! So he can fight Cable. Yeah. Oh, cool! All well, right. Well, no, I mean, it's like, like there are enemies, but like often in the comics, they have, like they're always ending up teaming up for some yeah. reason or another. So it's, it's like Spider-Man those. and Venom. Yeah, it's one of those situations. So, I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm really excited for. Uh, I haven't picked up my comics this week, mm-hmm. but Spider-Man Deadpool two came out. Yeah. And it's Spider-Man and Deadpool versus Green Goblin. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah. And Miles Morales makes an appearance. There you go. Written by Joe Kelly. <gasps> I mean. Swoon. I guess the only thing, that, and I, I will say that this complaint that I have about the movie might not be valid in nation shape or form because I've not read a Deadpool comic in a long time. But there was like a two year span that I was reading it like month to month. And one thing I remember about Deadpool is that there was always like, and you could like correct me if I'm wrong, but there was like, oh, there's like a second Deadpool always that's like that's the voice in his head that's talking. That's like the voice of reason essentially that's always with him as sure. well. Yeah, I, I can tell you how many Deadpool comics I've read when he shows up in Spider Man. Okay. Because, I mean, like, there's always, like, because, I mean, like, I remember, like, he would be, like, the yellow text, and then his voice yeah. would be the white text. Yeah, because, I, like I said, I don't know when he changed. I couldn't tell you yeah, when yeah. he changed. I don't know. I know Gail Simone write, wrote him, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she's the one who changed his character, mm-hmm. but he originally started as a villain. Yeah. And he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was essentially, like, a, essentially, like, 100% a ripoff of Deathstroke. Yeah, from... yeah. that's that's what he was. Yeah. Because yeah, Slade Wilson is Deathstroke. Yeah. Wade Wilson is yeah. Deadpool. And, yeah, he was just a ripoff of that. <laughs> Rob Blyfield not being creative? Why are you weird? Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I was, I've been, lately I've been just picking up these random Spider-Man comics I don't have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are from the Clone Saga. Yeah. And so around that time they did Heroes Reborn by Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee. So in one of my Spider-Mans I have, wow. it has an interview with Jim Lee. And he's talking about the Fantastic Four and how great of characters they are. And has Jim Lee's art. I'm like, oh, they look pretty good. You know, Jim Lee did a good job. He he honored like the classic style and he kind of made him Jim Lee yeah. drawings. And then next was Rob Liefeld as the Avengers and Captain America. And he, there's a fold out poster and literally every character's feet are not shown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Captain America's chest is five times bigger than it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so thinks he's like an upside down. Like, yeah. Pyramid. And what is the lady in it? I forget who the woman character is. But her waist is probably as big as like a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have guns that are as big as them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why Captain America has a gun. <laughs> yeah. Like... But he has one. Captain America has guns. Captain America uses guns. Yeah, but he uses cool pistols. Yes. From that's like true. World War II. Yes, yeah. that's true. He, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't use like a, an M4. Yeah. Right. No. Is Rob Liefeld the one who drew Captain America as tall as a streetlight? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You should, you know what's a fun thing to do is I forget the name of the website, but just go to Google and type in, uh-huh. um, Rob Liefeld worst drawings ever. And uh-huh. they have like three parts. It's like the worst 40 worst, next yeah. 40 worst, and then the 40 after that. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or just look up the 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 uh, image where they took Captain America from the movies mm-hmm. and then sized him up to look like he was in proportion to Rob Liefeld art. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous looking. Yeah. It's um, almost like... It's funny because at the Alamo they had a couple of stuff, like little scenes with Rob Liefeld before this. Uh-huh. Um, one of which was Rob Liefeld at a, at a show drawing drawing Deadpool. And Randy and I are sitting there like making fun of Rob Liefeld the whole time. And I'm sitting next to a friend of mine from work and he's like, well, that's better than I could do. Because the truth is... It was actually a really good drawing of, of of Deadpool. It was only his head and his shoulders, and his head was in proportion to his body. Yeah. Um, his head was also almost spherical, and he kind of looked like a Ninja Turtle, but still. Yeah. Um, and then later, there's this. There was this clip where Stanley. It's Stanley, Todd McFarlane, and Rob Liefeld, and Stanley's like, "Hey guys, so in for, with the next twenty minutes, I'm going to give you the name of a character, and you guys are going to make him up and draw him, and like and like talk about who he is and make him up while we're sitting here for twenty minutes." And so he, he he gives them the name Overkill, mm-hmm. and uh and Todd McFarlane and, and Rob Liefeld are drawing him, and Rob's like drawing the the body and all these spikes and all this shit, and there's literally the shot where there there are no feet on the character, and Todd McFarlane reaches over and draws in the feet on the character, and you know it's Todd and not Rob <clears throat> Liefeld because Rob Liefeld he doesn't draw feet, he just brings the legs to a point. <laughs> look look at this one, Captain America. Like what the fuck is that arm from? <laughs> what, what? Which one? Which one is it? Uh, the, look at that. It's oh. progressive boink is the one the website that does it. Like what's that arm doing there? Like by Steve Rogers' leg. Oh, oh wait. Do you mean the thing between his legs? Yeah. <laughs> I no. I think that's his shoe. No, no. There's an arm there. Bottom right corner. Oh yeah. Uh, what's that arm to? Isn't that his arm? No. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that arm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's this invisible woman with the face. See, there's an invi- there's this face. Yeah, f- but where's she coming from? Skull? I don't know. Red Skull. No, uh, no, Red Skull's Red Skull's behind him. <laughs> I think. I don't know. There's, he, no, there's no feet, so I have. And no he idea. always draws people either have their mouth like like grinding their teeth or their just closed mouth. There's no in between. And there's so many little divots in his neck. Yep. Oh my goodness! Also, he's lost all his fingers. Yes, see, it's weird. See his left hand? Yeah, all of his fingers are gone. <laughs> they got they got eaten off in a disposal. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Rob Liefeld. Yep. Yeah. And you Rob know Liefeld's what? He, he was paid eight million dollars to do that. Holy shit! Wow. That, they said that's one of the reasons uh, Marvel went bankrupt. Was Rob Liefeld? Yeah, because they gave him and Jim Lee like eight million dollars each. Holy in shit! In the nineties, and their books tanked. Yeah. But yeah, like what I was saying was that like it seems like. That goes back to, like, your point of him becoming a meme. Uh-huh. I'm not sure, like, if this film, since I have not read a Deadpool comic in a long time, right. if this film is what the internet thinks Deadpool is or what Deadpool actually is. And this, that, this film is better than anything that I've ever seen of Deadpool. And this, but this is my, this is my problem with it. Like, because of what you said, uh-huh. in 10 years, this is going to feel as if <laughs> yeah. we're, we've dated all these references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's like if I drew Some that. of the studio references will hold up no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, that's not a deterrent. Go see this movie. It is. Yeah, really it, funny. It, you should and, see it because, oh, like, it's not outdated yet. So oh, you should yeah. definitely go see it. Yeah, like. absolutely. It's it's not. Um, uh, what was it? I saw a haunted house two recently. Yeah, and that that's felt, already outdated. That's already outdated. <laughs> but Deadpool might hold up for like a good. Maybe. Wait, you actually saw a haunted house? Yes, I did. Hmm. I saw. Both the both one and two. Wow! And did you the, see Fifty Shades of Black? 
Because that's I also already outdated, and it's I been two yet, weeks I since it came do out. Want to see it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I do want to see that because it just that trailer kind of tickled me the right way. Where I'm just like, ah, okay, I'll I'll say the, I'll see them make fun of this. Shit. I'm convinced they're never going to make a sequel to Fifty Shades Grey. I know that they're saying they're going to, but I feel like it's just going to be one thing that's like, since no one wants to do it, it's never going to happen. I think they're just flaunting. Okay. I think they're just flaunting it around as news just to keep the keep, keep it, it like, in, yeah yeah together in the press, but. The one thing that does impress me about Deadpool is, like, as much as I was not impressed by the movie, there was one thing that did impress me, mm-hmm. which was that the crowd that I went to was getting such obscure references Yeah, that I almost wondered if I was out of touch. Yeah. And I, because <laughs> and I, and I, I know I'm out of touch with most <laughs> things in life. But there were stuff in there that I was laughing at that I heard big rapturous applause for, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was like, "Wow, oh, damn, man!" Like, if either either everybody's caught up to me or I'm way behind. Like, because yeah. like it, it just, I, I, you're no longer the cool comic hipster you thought you were. I, I was <laughs> never the cool comic hipster I thought I was. <laughs> I, I've never laid claim to knowing too much about comic books, but, um. Uh, the filmmaking aspect, though, Sorry. that cinematography was actually pretty damn good for a comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just looked like it, it had a nice consistency to it yeah. that I totally dug. And the action was very well choreographed. Um, overall, like I, I said, out, like, yes. I don't want to say it's... Yep. I don't cool. want to say it's... Thank you, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> that, what a... Ambiguous leave. Sorry, <laughs> oh, you're fine. No, See you're you, buddy. Good. Thanks for stopping you're by. Good. Be safe. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to ramble on. That's why. I no, thought it's of, good. That's why I thought of Deadpool. It just See Deadpool. Yeah. Go see Deadpool. What are we seeing next week? Oh, the uh, witch. The witch. The witch. That's I'm, been. In, I'm kind of terrified of that. That's movie. been endorsed by the Satanic Temple of New York. Oh, that. <laughs> that doesn't make me want to see it more. That actually. Do you, uh, the only, uh, remember the William Shatner movie? It's the only film to be, uh, promoted by the Aleister Crowley, uh, De- Temple for Devotion. No, I don't. I, I need to find this. Oh gosh, you're gonna love, you'll, you'll love the hell out of it. It's like, oh, the only, it's the only film to be approved by the Church of Satan. That's what it is. Huh. Nice. So, um. What movies do they disapprove of? Schindler's List? Risen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, they are not fans of MacGruber. I, I would feel like, because the Church of Satan is all about like doing whatever you want and whatever makes your body feel good, so shouldn't they all like all movies? Because all movies make your body feel good? That I, You know what? I, I For some reason, MacGruber is just not on their list. <laughs> Alright. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> MacGruber is great. What are you talking about? Well, no, MacGruber I've is actually, great. Never seen the it. Church of Satan is crazy for not liking it. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> Here, Here's those. a picture where Rob Liefeld just didn't draw another leg on this person. I that wish, one you I wish showed me a second ago that. was amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. Look where the sword is and look oh, where her yeah. legs just disappear. Yeah, well, it's because her legs turn into one leg. No. Oh. It's because she's so thin and attractive that her legs are so beautiful that they they <laughs> just become one leg at the bottom. Yep. Yeah, he's horrible. That one you showed me earlier with the Viking dude, mm-hmm. where his like fist is is like the size of his mouth and his leg is the size of his torso. Holy shit, he's so bad. Yeah. Anyway. And he's rich. Yep. Cool. Cool. Oh, Until next week, we'll see. What's up? By the way, um, if this comes out in time on Thursday, come to the bug and see uh, uh, the uh, the movie Earbuds uh, oh, cool. premiering at uh, for their Valentine's Day special. I've already seen it though. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to go, but your listeners might want to. <laughs> Valentine's Day is tomorrow. 
No, it, it, they're doing a post Valentine's cool. Day theme show where it's all yeah. relationship based. <laughs> awesome. So they, <laughs> which makes me wonder why that film got in. Say, <laughs> such a happy relationship. I movie. finally made my love story, guys. It just wasn't the one I thought I'd make. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you uh, thought about my challenge? Are you going to make a happy movie? Yes, I am. I'm working on, I'm trying to work on that. And I was going to tell you about that, but I don't want to talk about it on air. Sure. Okay, cool. Until next week when we see. The witch. The witch. The witch. Which takes place in New England. New England. No England. Maybe the maybe the witch wants some chowder. <laughs> it's chowder. Say it. Maybe 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 at the end of the witch, Peyton Manning's gonna show up and and beat her up because it's New England. Sweet. Is that a football joke? Yeah. That was my first football joke. Yep. Yeah. Was it any good? Yeah, very yeah. good. Oh, oh, thanks. Don't patronize me. <laughs> Watch more football. Go Broncos. Bye. 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 Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.